0: You said you had some questions for... Should well, we just there, there,
1: do something? Yeah, there are... I can grab some on my phone. Um, so I was... You know, I was wondering... So the thing is that I'm interested in is is talking with people that I find interesting. But not to, not to talk about... One, I'm not trying to talk as if, like, you're, you have, like, this superhero ability. But I do feel like you have this opportunity to, to see the world... Um, differently, right mm-hmm. like because like how we were talking the last time, and just to kind of recap about it, is that we were talking about like how Leo and I were saying that we always have questions like i 'm always constantly questioning everything one i 'm questioning my own mind, my own motives, and then i'm questioning the world around me, right, and in that is nice because then you start to pick up on you get, on observations that you're making about the world, and then through that lens, you start to come up with your own hypothesis of, you know, the mind of, you know, the universe of like what's happening in the, in the world and how the universe kind of is functioning. But then you you said that I never had that. You said, I just always grew up with answers. And they would just always tell me. So one, what I'm interested in is like, well, what's that like? Like, what's that like that you don't have questions? You just have answers. And then second... Who are they that you're talking about, and how did you learn that this this they was something to be listened to, and or and or this they is not just another aspect of yourself, you know? All of that interests me, like because earlier we were talking about when you when you were working as a nurse in a, a mental health ward, and you were talking about you know these people and how they, so like I feel like for sometimes I, I at least for my own self growing up when I was in my you know, even as a little kid, like even when I was Issa's age, like me and Christina, we would talk about fake feelings all the time. Like I would sit there and and I remember when I, I would sit there and like be looking at my cousin. My cousin, were having a conversation. And then for some reason, in the middle of that conversation, I'd be looking at him and be like, I don't even know who this guy is. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, it's like I know who he is, but it's like I didn't know. It was like this disassociation feeling. And it would give me this creepy... Feeling that I would call them fake feelings, because it made me feel as if everything became fake. you know what I mean? It was almost like it's almost like uh, you felt the Matrix or something. I, obviously, I never saw that movie at that time, but it felt like that. Like something didn't feel my reality didn't feel we- real. It felt fake, and that was at a very young age, and it kind of like stayed with me for a long time, and it freaked me out. And so these things of like, how did I? How did you go on to trust your own mind, or or these your own, these own things that were happening? Like when when did you start getting like uh, information, and when did these uh, whatever you want to call them beings, thought forms? I don't even know the word to call it, they. You know when they when um, I mean at least we know they identify as they. And i check. <laughs> no, joking, but like so I, I I guess like I'm going. I'm asking too many questions in one question. No. But I guess it would be like. How did you start with that? Like, And what did that bring up for you when it was going on?
0: Um, i got to think about it a little bit because it's been with me for so long that I don't know. I don't necessarily know if I paid attention to when it started. You know, it was probably more like a progression. Even as a very young child, as a young child, I remember being more afraid than nothing because I was oftentimes uh, exposed to a world that no one else knew or that no one else wanted to talk about or that was considered taboo. And so I was very alone in that. So so
1: what what was that world for you?
0: For me, that world was hearing voices, you know, coming out of the walls and dark corners and seeing beings that, you know, like uh, entities that nobody else saw, hearing, you know, seeing dead people around other people and... As a young child, I remember you know laughing and saying, "But they're right there," and you know everybody giving me a, the dirty look as if I just said something that wasn't right you know yes. and so it was I learned really early on to just not say what i what I experienced and just kind of thinking I just keep it to myself and right. either I ignore it or deal with it and just you know
1: but at that age, it sounds like you already were able to distinct. Like, um, like when you saw a person that was passed on and but you saw them around someone else, you were aware that that person was not aware that that person was that dead person was around them,
0: yeah. I guess from a fi- i probably because I'd never really asked questions about that, because also I didn't know you know, there wasn't no, I knew that there weren't going to be any answers, so there was no point to ask questions, because right, right, The right. answers weren't going weren't to come, so I maybe accepted it, and that's probably what I feel that. Oftentimes, the difference between or what that led to where I tend to accept things as they are and not being okay with it because of the exposure that I've had over, you know, now a long period of time versus people who don't have, haven't had, uh, you know, touch with that reality where they tend to have, they need the answers, they need to label things, they need to define things for what they are. Whereas for me, it was just the world that I had to deal with that was part of my world. And every time I talked about it, I came, I received a feedback that made me very different and very awkward and people distanced me, you know, even especially my peers and things like that. So I just learned to just not say anything and just, you know, go on with my life the best that I could. Um, I also grew up Catholic, and that, and I was very, very close to the church. If anything, the like I had visions of the Virgin Mother and Jesus when I was the first time that I saw her coming. Actually, it was really interesting. I don't know. I'll tell you about it. So I was, I was maybe five or six, and my mother had punished us. I don't remember what we did, but it. She put my sister and I outside. We had a little courtyard that was part of the apartment and it was closed off so nobody could come in and we couldn't get out the walls were very high and she had punished us to spend the night outside because of you know whatever and she said that's where you're going to stay and you know it was a little cold so we were a little freaking out because we were young and nowadays you wouldn't be able to do that but for us that was the truth. And I remember calling, you know, starting to pray because that's what we did. We were raised Catholic and I saw, I saw the Virgin Mother coming down and I felt this wonderful, warm feeling coming over me and just of love and affection and I could hear. I always heard her singing. There was always a song and so then I learned to sing to the tune of that when I was younger and I would just make my words but I would use the tonality that they used do you and still remember it no i don't but it, mm-hmm. it stayed with me for probably until i was maybe eight or ten and then i didn't need that anymore you know but whenever i would hum that they would just come close and i could feel it same as i feel it right now and you know and that's how we got through that night <laughs> mm-hmm. was sleeping outside kind of thing um but because of that that world the church or like the catholic church for me not because i you know, not the priest and all the represents, but more what it, you know, all these beings that they came, they came really early on, I developed a relationship that became more like my family, and so I relied on that more than anything else, and that's, I think, what really saved me from becoming a more troubled person, you know, as I grew up, considering. Um, And... I think it became more, you know, because it was always part of me. Between the age of, like, you know, in my teens and 20s, I dismissed it. I tried to be normal. I tried to be like everybody else. So I dismissed it a lot, even in my 30s. But it was always there. And I always had knowing. I always knew things, you know. The knowing was always very strong. And when I doubted it was when I encountered more situations that were more complicated. And, of course, I've been stubborn all my life, so I always testing my waters, and I wanted to do it my ways, and I had to learn it my ways in that way, and that was perfectly fine. When I decided to reinvite them to say, okay, fine, I'm going to, you know, do what you guys are asking me because they were always present, and that's when they came, you know, it was very apparent that there was, you know, the connection was extremely strong, and they've been there with me ever since, you know. Um, And what I mean by day, you ask who day is. Day can be anything. I mean, when I first started, not first started, but when I first was open to work with them, the first being that came through were like Archangel Michael, Archangel Metatron was the one that was predominantly there. I had a uh, personal spirit guide that stayed with me for about a decade to teach me the ins and outs about healing. And also mediumship, Uh, until I chose, they gave me the choice to either continue down the path of mediumship or healer, and I chose to do the healing instead of mediumship because I felt I wanted to help people more. And it progressed also into um, then all kinds of entities, you know, meant by entities, beings, deity. I don't really give them a name, but it can be just anything and anyone, all types of, depending upon... um, who they are, meaning that the way I see them, what they show themselves to me now is a bandwidth of color which represents an energy frequency, and within that energy frequency, there is all the beings that are you know uh, within that bandwidth and that 's probably the best way that I can say it so if i if the person that i 'm working with needs like a line colour or melon color type of uh frequency then those are the beings that will be part of those. If they if one of them wants to let me know specifically that I'm here to help this person then I will use the name. But otherwise it's usually a bandwidth. So they becomes a collective that's probably a better way. So for me it's anything and anyone and they're always there and whoever chooses sometimes they let me know if there's there's one in particular the times most of the time it's just a day. Mm. you know a collective.
1: So, are you, but are you aware when you like when something comes through? Are you aware of what that that being is?
0: I don't ask it. I don't need it to ask yeah. it, so I trust it. What I've learned, I know a lot of people have an issue with making sure that you're not getting your uh, messages from a source that it's not clean or yeah. From I a, think the, that's the, what I'm alluding you know, to. Yeah. I
1: feel like that's what people get nervous about,
0: right? So I use because of they usually. My full body feels energy. I feel, uh, so I use my body, my all my senses in that sense. I can see them, I can hear them. They distinct. they feel very different uh, compared to, if you learn to pay attention to how your body reacts, there is a completely different feeling from when it's they from the good guys versus the bad guys, if you want to label them that way. Uh, the bad guys can sometimes disguise it, but you per se are not going to feel very well. You're not going to be in a good place because of their influence, whether you like it or not. If you're not in a good place, usually I always clear before, you know, I do anything that needs to be done. But I also feel it in my body when there is something that doesn't, you know, no. work well. So it's either going to be physical pain or a general malaise or like it will be oftentimes they'll go after your wound itself, and so they will enhance the feeling how you feel about your woundings and your traumas and so that's usually a telltale and I try to you know but very often uh, I just I can I if I am uncertain I always ask who is it let me see I always call upon my my guides and then I'll know whether or not is something a clear channel or not yeah but I haven't had that kind of a problem very much
1: yeah I I think for myself if any if I've ever come in contact with anything i feel like it's always more of my own insecurity of like Mm -hmm. is this something and i and what i found is kind of what you said like i found that the energy is something that makes me feel confused like it like within what it's saying or what it's doing it's leaving me with this self-doubt or confusion i kind of feel like there's something weird here if when it's over i if i feel like that Or sometimes, like you said, like, I feel like my energy's, like, I feel like I'm becoming more drained than actually, because typically, when something that comes in, that's, again, we're going to call it good, I I feel good. Like, I feel like, man, like, you feel uplifted from it. But the other ones, even though if if it acts like it's good, but I feel like afterwards, I feel like I start yawning a lot. I feel like moshat, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? It's like something's up. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So uh, yeah, I guess I'm trying to relate to what you're saying.
0: Yeah, I, 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 the biggest struggle when you first, for anybody who wants to start this or wants to gain some more certainty, what are the best suggestion that I can give them is to keep in mind that you have to know yourself before you, you know, in order to really trust something, you have to learn to know yourself and to be okay with it, and you also have to be okay to be wrong. The first thing you have to eliminate is that, because what we most lack is confidence in ourselves, especially when we're doing something that nobody can guarantee that you're actually doing it by yourself, and you have to kind of, it's like as if you're, you know, all of a sudden you're you're developing your own flag for your own country, and you're going to be standing there, standing by that flag, and nobody is applauding you for it, you know, nobody is going along with you. And yet you have to convince everybody you're telling the truth. Well, really, you don't have to convince anybody about the truth. The truth is not for you to convince anybody. It has to be your own truth. It has to be something that you embrace, not because you need to convince anybody else, but because you believe it. And that comes on the third thing, is the fact that all is true and nothing is. All exists and nothing does. It's like your truth is your truth and what you need it to be true. And my truth is my truth and what it needs to be for me and so is everyone else. And that has to become almost like a credo. You have to be okay with that. And whatever journey anybody has to go down, those are the the three things, the three keys that if you embrace them and if you're able to, um, you know, really embody them and make it okay with yourself, those are the three things that will help you the most into then then everything else will, will become so much easier, you know, in what you're doing. For mm-hmm. me, with the biggest lessons was to uh, stand by me. So trust my own, you know, trusting your own thing, because if I grew up with, you know, the lack of that. So that was that was the biggest and the first thing that we worked on with my guides.
1: Mm-hmm. Can I ask you how, how they went about working on that with you?
0: Yelling in my ears to go ahead and do it. Don't worry about it, we'll tell you mm-hmm. what to say. <laughs> So I'm <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, so it was it, it was really interesting because I'll tell you the first time that I did a session and you not a session um, a talk about angel and um, it was the very first time it was very early on and they were absolutely you know pushing me to do that by constantly talking to me and they were just all around me the whole time and I had cards and and this you know, was probably
1: before like this was like. Like now, you see a lot of people doing yeah. talks and stuff yes. like that. Yes,
0: I knew nothing. It was early, very mm. early on. I just dived right into it and I knew nothing. So I thought, if I'm going to be talking about angels, I should know what you know what's written about them. And uh, so I made myself cue cards. And in the process, as soon as I start talking, I, I got lost within them. I didn't know. I couldn't. I couldn't read them, and I couldn't keep track of them. I was like, I'll oh, forget. It. And they kept saying, just put them down. We'll tell. We'll tell you. And so I trusted. So I put them down, and I trusted what they were saying. I went along with it. I stopped worrying about what I was supposed to say and what I should be saying because it's what's out there and what everybody else is saying. And I trusted my guides that they're going to tell me exactly what I need to say, and they did, and they never stopped ever since. So very early Mm -hmm. on, they showed me that if I let go of what I think I perceive I should be or I need to be or... How I should be sounding or what 's saying, what I should be saying, like I need to trust just what they tell me, and whatever comes out it 's exactly what needs to be said
1: so. when um how how When was this like how old were you when this happened Oh
0: this was like um when i first started with the meetups so that was about 10 12 years ago
1: okay so yeah you were in the states already yeah. Mm-hmm. oh yeah so in in between that like um they were already like they you were already having like kind like conversations with, with, with them. I
0: was but not as as it was more in my dreams or like they would come and tell me uh, like i did uh tarot cards often and they always gave me the same, you know, we wanna, you know, you just.
1: Like, we wanna work with you.
0: Yeah, like, you know, mm-hmm. you just have to invite us in and we'll work with you. I'm like, no way in hell, we're not doing that. So, what, what,
1: what made you not wanna do it?
0: Because I believed the world that I had, that I needed to be part of to feel like I was normal like everyone else. That's Mm. what stopped me from doing it. I didn't want to give up that world of being normal like everybody else. And
1: then what made you decide, like, all right, I'm going to do this?
0: Because that world wasn't making me happy. I wasn't Mm. happy. So I had to.
1: So when you did that, like when you did that talk on angels, Mm -hmm. did they ask you to do that talk? Yeah. And when you did it, were you like really nervous? Like, what the hell Extremely. am I doing?
0: I hate, I, not I hate, but I'm very, I have like stage fright and I'm very anxious, you know, about exposing myself in front of people. And I never consider myself like a good talker or anything like that. But I had to give all that up. And, and they were telling me, you know, like, just go for it. Don't worry about it. Just be mm. yourself. And it always works out the best. It really was the most... The one thing that I, that I was able, that they allow me to see was that the more I stayed my natural, I, I was my true self, and the better I was received. And the more I saw people actually n- nourishing from that too, because that's really all it is. No matter yeah. what you're saying, it's really for others' nourishment. And um, so that was really my purpose, you know, like what I intended to do or what I mm. cared the most about.
1: Did you ever go through a period like a, like a silent period where they're not ca- talking to you?
0: I can push them aside if I want to have a conversation without having you know other people telling me things while we're, I'm interacting with someone. Yeah. I can just. Th-
1: that's another question, actually. That I, w- I was thinking mm. about. Get to but there was never a period like what happened. They're not around.
0: No, no, no. I don't feel that. That. Mm. I think if they did, did do it, it, was maybe one week. But because I was, I don't remember exactly how I went about, but I may have been, again, as I said, I'm very stubborn. So even if, if they tell me to do something, it takes me a while before I actually do it. Not because, but because I like to have my own opinion and sense of self. And so um, I try my way first, If I, especially if I don't agree with it. And I think for one week they were, very, very silent. I really actually felt like I was disconnected, but I believe they did that to help me also understand how other people feel when they're not, in without that part of, you know, of me. And that was, it was, mm-hmm. I felt alone. I felt very disconnected and alone. And I, I was like, no, please come back as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. So yes, I understand, you know, I understand yeah. it was, it was a quite a, it, it was a huge difference, yes.
1: Mm. And what's it like, like to always them be always being like the opposite right? the opposite
0: i don't know, I mean, I guess since they 've always been there and never really minded they 've always helped me like i you know I struggle as a kid, uh, I have dyslexia a d d and as a child, I could never sit on my in classroom and really pay attention. And I why would I pay attention? I could look out the window and see a whole world that was you know, other people couldn't see. I would see energy and in the trees and the leaves and I would see beings within the energy you know, within those and whether it was my imagination or not, it was my world and I could just get lost in it. And so school was very hard for that. Yeah. <laughs> because I spent more time looking out the window than paying attention in class. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But they it created a world for me that I everybody could take away, you know. And I can always go there. And more often than not, if I'm waiting and there is a tree out my window, I like to have to be by a window because I can always look at a tree and then I start focusing on the energy that goes through it and you know the other world beyond what we see, actually, you know.
1: Yeah. So by saying that, like you you said that, like you're you know being dyslexic and ADD, do you think now because there's all these diagnoses? Do you think like um do you think that there's a lot of young kids out there that that have the same gifts that you do, yes. but they're being suppressed because of these medications maybe no, or do you think it, it'll the medication be
0: okay? don't don't suppress the ability if anything that you can't really stop it a lot of the kids in the past ten to fifteen years have been have been brought with a uh, with the ability to to com- for the two sides of the brain, for both sides of the brain to communicate with each other and work at the same time. Most often, if you're having one, say, if the right side of the brain is working, the other, the left side, they kind of work independently. And if you have, like, you have specific areas, you know, they're not necessarily always lighting up all at once. But these children are lighting up one at once, and because they need that, because they do, they are more sensitive to the energies and to the. Uh, energy of the of the Earth, so they're more anchored to the magnetism of the the Earth, so that it has to facilitate what's to come for the future of the Earth, and you know, in each generation from especially from the 1950s, even the 1930s, each generation, so every 10, 15 years, there is an increase in uh, even your the DNA, the connections of the DNA, like it keeps getting augmented, like bigger, more inter- more intricate, and also is, so is the brain, and, and we're becoming more and more connected to the magnetism of the earth and of all things. What, why
1: do you think that's happening? Is it just a part of evolution or is like?
0: It's a little bit a part of evolution, but it's also, it's mostly so that we become more uh, in tune to what it really is, like what the world really is about, what the universe is about. So that we become exposed to, not exposed, uh, we are better to accept the truth that otherwise we wouldn't be able to understand. Hmm. So you need to have, if you've, ever, if you've ever seen the movie, and I hope a lot of people have seen the movie, The Arrival. They the Arrival
1: with uh, Nicolas Cage? No. No. no.
0: Um, I don't remember the name of the actress, but the movie is "The Arrival." It's about the spaceship that comes. There's more than one that come on the Earth, and and there was this thing about how they are communicating oh, with these aliens. Oh yes, with the
1: yes, I love that movie. Yes,
0: it's actually I I cried watching that movie. Leo and I went together, and I was bawling because it was it was the first time that I saw what I knew about the language or like the t- timeline, how time is really. Perceived outside of what we perceive can, as can reality.
1: You, can you like explain that to me? What yes. do you mean by that?
0: I will. Amy um, Smart,
1: right? <laughs> no, not Amy Smart. Anyway, I forgot Amy her
0: name. Amy something, yes. Yeah. You're right. Uh, I don't remember her name. Yeah,
1: British hair, blue eyes. yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: And, um, but anyway, the movie revival when it talks about languages and time, it means that if you are exposing, and there are some scientists, this is shown in science too, that if you expose yourself to languages, or what if you allow yourself to. Embrace a truth that may not necessarily be the truth that you believe, but something else outside of all your belief systems, right? If you accept, if you allow yourself to accept a different truth that pushes the boundaries of what your knowledge, what you're willing to comprehend, accept, or whatever, it would allow you for your brain to then understand Things beyond that, you know, and because you you won't be able to if you don't go, if you don't allow yourself to accept the truth. So it's similar to like asking questions, but you have to actually be willing to be okay, to understand something different than what you actually know. Um and that 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 finishes that one question yes earlier, but what did you ask about? About time. Oh time. Hmm. So time you want to see yourself, and when it comes down to time, as if you are in the center, at the center of everything. And you have these bubbles of of consciousness, it's a, the bubbles of consciousness, but also of time. Time is more like a sphere, it's not necessarily a linear thing, it's actually a sphere. And your consciousness from the center of it can hop in all these different other spheres, realities, if you want to call it, or bubbles of energy of time. And you can go back and forth in different, all kinds of dimensions, past and future, and also to other parts of your own self-reality. When you're doing that, you're also connecting to other... When you're connecting to your other selves, you're also connecting to other people. What I mean by that is that you have been other people, and you're merging the consciousness, and it kind of is the one thing that makes us almost uh, comes close as closest as I understand it, oneness, because you have this way of communication through times and through consciousness, and how you can connect with everyone else in that way. And oftentimes, we are also more often than not there is a majority of people have uh, while they're sleeping they're actually going into different times of themselves whether they're actually living in those there's parts of themselves living those reality because we do have that too and we are accessing or like if it's a different it's a parallel um, reality you can access information from your other selves bring it back to your reality right now and kind of almost solve problems and find solutions it's why, you know sleep on it but we say sleep on it because you actually your consciousness leaves can leave and go to other places you can same as when we dream and have a council you know with our councils and get information in that way so it's pretty cool i think that we can do that and you know, I don't have
1: finances as much no, I mean, when, you, when you were saying it Two two uh, things came to mind One was year, Years ago I was I was walking in the woods And then out of nowhere I, I, I can't explain But out of nowhere I just saw this guy This really tall Black dude He had like a walking stick And he had like goats and stuff like that And the area like behind him it looked like, I mean, I'm just gonna say Africa, but I, I don't know for sure. But it looked like that. And he looked like, he wasn't like an African American. Like, he looked like he was like from a tribe or something, the way he was dressed. And he was looking at me like, what the hell's going on? And I'm looking at him the same way. And then we just sat there and just looked at each other. Obviously, I was looking up at him because he was tall. And then we just smiled at each other. And then we were just sitting there looking at each other. And it just went, it just like broke away. And for the longest time, I was like, did I make... Like, it, it was real. Like, Simona, it was real. You. And then for a long time, I was thinking, like, did I just go through, like, a wormhole or something? But then I was thinking, like, maybe he, he's me. Like, he's a part of me. And, I, and there's a part of me that wants to go search for him. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And I, and I don't even, like, know if I would remember exactly his face. I think I do remember his face, actually. But like I know I would feel it, is what I'm trying to say. Like I, If I saw him, I would feel it. Like, like there was such a connection. I had such a connection to this guy. Yeah. And I was thinking like that, like something, I don't know why, why it happened or how it happened, what was the reason that it happened, yeah. but I know something happened where we contacted each other. And then it also brings me to something else that maybe you would be able to elaborate on, is that recently, Layla being in Italy, uh, my wife, she was with her friend and and um, and Isa, and they were at the beach, and they were going back to Florence, and they were on the highway, driving. M- my son's asleep, and they're going, and she said that out of nowhere they got this weird feeling, and they're driving, and it was like where they were driving, and then out of nowhere, like there was no uh, nobody on the highway. She w- no no no, they were on the highway, and the next thing you know. There was like nobody on the highway, like there was nothing there, and they were passing what they already passed. You know what I'm trying to yes. say? Yes, I do. And Layla's like, Didn't we just pass this place? And Megan's like, Yeah. And then Layla was thinking, She's like, Did we go into like an alternate dimension or something like that? And she was like, Just thinking it. And mm-hmm. Layla, you guys know, Layla, she's really not like that, but Megan is. And and Layla said, Megan said that said out loud, What if we're in like a parallel? universe or something. And Layla got like scared because she was thinking it. But then like they were going through and she's like, not only was it like there was nobody on the road, they were passing something that they just passed already. Even the GPS, you know with the GPS when it goes to nighttime, it looks, it's night on the GPS. The GPS was half daytime, half nighttime. And they tried to call me, it didn't work. Um they, Like nothing was working. Right? And And then out of nowhere, it just went... And everything was back to normal. But where they were coming from, there was all these cars because there was a car on fire. And Layla was wondering, did something pull us out? Because that could have been us. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, she didn't know how to explain it. So I'm bringing it up to maybe, by what you're saying, that they somehow, like...
0: So we can do that in two ways. We yeah. can uh, time hop if you want to, where we okay. can either hop on a loop and move forward faster, slower, or repeat it. You know, we can do that with just our con consci- consciousness or with our physical body. I've seen it where we, and when we do that, we can pierce. We pierce through that barrier uh, of, of like the timeline barrier, but also the the multiverse or so the different dimension type of you know if if there is more than one. The only time I know that I do that often, the only time I've seen it, like from someone else's, it was you, Leo, where, you know, I saw actually a fissure of light appear right in the middle of the, you know, where I was. I was at work and Mm -hmm. I was busy doing my thing, wasn't thinking about you at all. Mm -hmm. But this light, it was a bluish, whitish light, and it just looked like a fissure and it opened and you pierced through it. I saw you. And then you pop back out and pop back in, and you were done. And it made me made me feel just really weird and dizzy, and just all kinds of you know my body reacted to that. Now we use the the magnetic uh, field of the earth to do that kind of thing. Our consciousness can actually break those those.
1: Uh, so I have a question: you like you weren't aware that that happened? No. So so how what do you explain from that is that like a part of Leo
0: doing it? What they told me is that he was thinking about me so much that he made it so that his mm-hmm. consciousness could push through those barriers and made it so that he he traveled through time and space just to be, to connect with me. So that was from his consciousness point of view. Mm. And you and, were just like
1: picking up on and it. And I was
0: picking up on it. So I was we're able probably just doing it. this
1: all the time. We
0: do it all the time. Mm-hmm. We just don't see it. So strong emotions of love, fear um, can make us do all kinds of yeah. things because our brain goes into that overdrive and it starts using the majority of the brain to get us through whatever. And so that helps as well. The other aspect, what happened to Layla and Megan, was we're driving. If it was, when you're driving, you go into a trance a little bit. A lot of people go into a trance. Even if you're anxious or you're trying to drive somewhere, if it's like the same kind of thing, you can go into that trance. That happens for a lot of people when they're painting or when they're doing something with their hands. Anytime that you do like a repetitive type of thing, you go into a trance. That allows for your those time you know loops where we can our consciousness pushes us into these bubbles of energy where we are re experiencing things. It also makes us so because we can time hop, as I said, we're in the center, we have all these bubbles that we can hop into it that it, to us, it may seem to appear weird when we are repeating something, but it can happen very often. You get this sensation of like, I've done it already. I've done this. I've said this. Didn't I tell you this already? Didn't we talk about yeah. this? Didn't we do this? And so you are, if you are the type of person that actually has the ability to um, astral travel, I guess that people call it, or time jump. I like time jump because that's really what it is. Um, you will experience this in moments like that. In her case it was both because leila needs to open up a little bit more needs to see things from a different perspective it was a little bit to avoid for them to get stuck into traffic so they pushed them ahead of time and um isa was with them too right yeah he is very powerful as a as a being so he's he definitely he loves kind of getting into these you know seeing himself going into even though he may not necessarily be aware but it's subconscious yeah what that's what
1: i wonder right because yeah. he said, like when he was a little kid he saw all types of things and he mm-hmm. would always talk and he still remembers some of it but a lot of it he doesn't but then for the most part it's more when he hears me speak and i can see like i don't even think that he believes me anymore yeah. you know with some of it some of it he does and some of it he doesn't
0: It can be experienced in many different ways, and kids tend to be, you know, like the ones that are most open to that, so you can do all kinds of, you can have many different experiences. You've had a few as you were a child also, Leo, or even as an adult you've told me about of not as much, you don't call them as time jumping, but like having, even when people are meeting with entities that they're not necessarily aware, like going into that meeting God or having, going into the zero point, They're all really, like, the same kind of thing. They're all along the same kind of thing.
2: Yes, I had experience... uh, Some of the experiences I had when I was meditating. And one of the experiences was... um, I was sitting, and I purposely wanted to go into a meditation. And what I saw... And this happened real quick. But what what I saw was just blackness. But there was, like, a very, very slight hint of light, and it looked like a curtain was opening up, sort of like in a movie um, or a stage, but it's so dark you could hardly see the curtain, and I felt myself go through it. Once I went through it, all of a sudden, everything stopped. Um, There was no sound, there was no temperature. There was no color. There was no emotion. That was one of the biggest experiences, the most uh, memorable part of it. It was just, there was no emotion. There was no thought. There was no fear. There was nothing. And And at a distance, there was like a little tiny red dot. And it was the most incredible experience I ever had because at that point, it felt like that was my pure consciousness very still in a point of time just existing not not so much witnessing processing information it was just there i was just there period i I, and it was the most amazing experience and then as soon as you know like a moment later i was out of it came right back Yeah. yeah but i never forgot that and You know, I I think that if I had to analyze it, I would say that that was like the mind of God. He was there, it was just a peaceful place, and he's not judging, he's not being critical of anything, he's just, I am, he was there. This is me, and sitting in this space, vacuum of space and just existing. I mean, yeah. I, I don't want to keep rambling on about it because it's like I can't find the right word to to, to describe what right. I went through. But it was a beautiful, beautiful place. And then I came back and then, you know, the
1: drama of life just took over. Yeah, it's interesting, right? To have those experiences and then you come back. Like, oh, yeah, I don't, I it's, I don't know.
0: Yeah, so... Mm-hmm. When you when you were saying that, you know, at least what they were showing us or what they were saying is people want to have, I know there's always a lot of interest for people to have these type of experiences right. and not to, uh, you know, what I usually try to tell people not to complicate things, not to think that you have to try so hard or that you have to learn to manifest or learn to meditate or learn to astral travel. What you really want to focus on is the frequency in, in vibration. And the vehicle for that is really magnetism. And to understand about magnetism, magnetism is almost like as if it, it has the ability to bend time, to allow you to create vortexes and to create, uh to warp even gravity and just to create just the right environment that can allow us to, you know, to then have these experiences now the similar things to magnetism is frequency and frequency we can actually change our brain waves using sounds colors um you know people i'm sure everybody knows there's many methods um and it's like it's not just one or the other you can use them all interchangeably Uh, crystals works wonderful metals like copper works wonderful to create magnetism around yourself you can create it in your room and you can create it outside you can use the earth as an an enormous amount of magnetism when people go to these places that they have uh, sacred places along the ley lines and that they feel that where the energies are gathered most it's because there is a strong magnetism there and that's what's allowing Almost like allowing a portal for us to actually have experiences, and you're more likely to have, to to just create that. And then there are certain people who have just the right frequency, and they are not even aware of it, where they can actually accidentally then manifest these type of portals. Lisa is one of them. He has a wonderful magnetism around himself. He has a beautiful... Uh, you know, magnetic resonance that keeps going and flowing. Our thoughts, unfortunately, our woundings, you know, our traumas, a lot of the things that we tend to focus ourselves on will change the the shape of our magnetic field. It will Mm. actually make it resonate. Like now people can actually start seeing that along the line of, like they're doing experiments with... Frequency, and like they can see it in the sands or with music and sound and stuff like that i don 't know what it 's called I know that people are doing it i 've seen it, but uh, your body is the same thing. you will have these constant circulating energy fields that they 're very similar to the earth 's magnetic field or the sun or all the other planets, and your thoughts do change it, and they change the structure of it. And if you have wounding, they kind of tend to then get stuck or get, you know, they focus into an area, like an area that you know people then have issues, sort of health issues, and things like that. But uh, you I also just pointed <laughs> <I, laughs> side? Yeah, 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 side. And you, Leo, have these. You have actually one of the strongest magnetic resonances that I've seen in people. And you also have we have multi layers. It's also what we call the aura as part of the magnetic field. Same as when you're seeing like the aurora bore, like borealis, you know, it's just the same thing. It's all the same thing. I don't like to focus on how we name them. I guess people need to understand it, but because yeah. it really is all the same. So
1: can I ask you something sure. from saying that? Like, you know, you just said that, you just said that about Leo. Mm-hmm. You mentioned Isa. Do you you, so you like from you being able to see it so easily and perceive it so easily, Mm. and then you see people like that they're wounded, right? Mm. And it's changing. Do you see a lot of people like, wow, this person has the potential to be something very, very beautiful of service to this world, but there's like all this, all these wounds that are keeping them down. Do you see that a lot?
0: I I don't look at people that way, but if if they come to me and they have. You know, if they ask me yes, I you oftentimes see the person, their potential, and I always try to help them, you know, into right. achieving their best potential as long as it's part of their life path. So it's or not their... like you're
1: walking around the supermarket like <laughs> That cashier, like that cashier, you don't
0: even know. No, that would be that would be an intrusion, and I don't, you know, I don't do that, and I was I was told not to do that, and they, they told me, you know, the only time I. I don't need to see it, you know. So if I see it, it's because I'm working with that person, not because. Yeah, there's a reason. As a nurse, I got to say, most often than not, I do use it, use my ability very often. If I'm guided to, especially for people who are alone, don't have anybody and they're there or, you know, if they, I know they tell me that I can help them, whatever, then I'll do it. Um, but only if my guides tell me. So that's really the agreement that I made with them. It's like, you tell me, you bring the people to me, you tell me who needs me and then I'll do it.
1: Okay. And what, what about like, can I ask you something, Leo? Sure. What's it feel like for you to have someone, like you're married to someone that can like see all these things, get all this information. Like, do you ever feel like I just want to just sit there and just like ask every million like for myself i could just keep on talking like i literally can just sit there and keep on picking your brain do you well most
2: people like to call the psychic hotline and like to go to tarot card readers i just walk up to her and say hey simona can you tell me something about this <laughs> and i get the answer mm. so it's, it's it's sort of like a gift from god <laughs> and for
0: you
1: does it get annoying for you
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, not really. He's good with that, and you know he he does get carried away occasionally. You know if he's asking about you know specific things, and then I say okay, that that's enough. You know we're gonna be done.
1: Well, I have a question. Another question. Is it you that says that that's enough, or do they say listen? cut him off
0: <laughs> <That's> both <enough>. <laughs> <laughs> both oh both really like. all good, well if I, you know if he's not always happy with one answers then he asks another question about it like he wants detailed details and yeah, often time yeah. they don't like to give details because that's the only way that we get to exercise our free will if you know too much you can't exercise your free will mm. because then you're conditioned so That's when I say they're not, Yeah,
2: that's it. It it actually will interfere with my growth or or my journey because I know what to expect or I know
1: what the direction is. Right. So saying that, like (laughs) knowing what to expect, do you feel like you get a lot of of things also about like, like, about like what's going to happen in someone's life Mm
3: -hmm. or just,
1: or socially, like what's going to happen to the country or what's going to happen? Both. 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 Is it because you ask or they just tell you? Like you'll be sleeping and they like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> just to let you know. Yeah, guess what's going to happen. Yeah. It's three
0: o'clock in the morning and yeah. we just wanted to let you know <laughs> <laughs> what's going to happen tomorrow. No, no, it's not like Joe Biden fell out of
1: his bed. He's not <laughs> going to run for president. No.
0: As, as I said, I usually don't ask. Um, right. I really don't. I'm just going to go about my day because I know that if I need to know something, they tell me. So let's say I'll be watching TV or if I watch a show on TV. And I'm seeing something and they'll, they'll, you know, they'll come in very quickly and they'll say that's not at all how it's happening. That's not true. That doesn't, you know, this is what's going to happen, like with the country, with the, you know, election, for example. Now that's what's going on. Not necessarily because I asked, but I can ask if I wanted to about something. And sometimes I do. Is that true? And they'll tell me yes, no, and so on and so forth. When it comes down to, like, they've told me things about my children uh, very, like, uh, time, a bit of a timeline, not not enormous and not so much so, just very, you know, very small little things, like, you know, how many kids are we going to have, when they're going to get married, and sometimes I just get a feeling, like, I'll have a conversation with someone, and I'll know, it's like, yep, that's exactly how it's going to, you know, I'll, I'll just All know. All right and it's it's my guides feeding it to me if I and i the the agreement with them besides bringing the people to me and on you know and i'll I'll look into them if you tell me to is also that whatever information I need to know they'll let me know, meaning that I'm not necessarily looking for it, but if you need to tell me, then go ahead and tell me, but they don't yeah. wake me up in the middle of the night to tell me they wait until I wake up in the morning
1: because no, you know something that that it's actually being friends with you that helped me to see is like I think when I was younger I had this like idea that like you cultivate yourself, you practice meditation and then like one day you reach enlightenment and all your problems are solved. Like nothing touches you. But then I was thinking like you know we've been we know each other for a long time now. And I would think like during that time I know you have your you had your own struggles, you know, I've seen you go through your own struggles and stuff like that. And like, well here's a woman that has answers if she wants. But she still goes through things, so then I, I was it helped me come to this thing of acceptance. Like, yeah, it's just a part of it, right? Like yes. you're, we're going to go through shit no matter what. Even if you know all the answers of like, even how to avoid it,
0: it's, you can't. It's just a can't. part of it. No, there's no, no more no point into living life. Then then you're not really living life. if yeah. You're worrying, concerned. I never worry about tomorrow. I never look at it um, that way. I just take each day as they come, and I'm quite happy with it. Sure, I have my struggles. I still do. But as I said, I wouldn't, I I guess it's maybe a blessing that I don't really like to be told what to do. So even when it comes down to my guides, I don't care who you are up there. You know, you're still not good at, I'm going to live my life the way I want to. And it's, I have to live my life where I don't have regrets, you know? And if I can blindly follow somebody's guidance, then it can be the most accurate, but it's not, I'm not going to live my life. And then what, you know, what are you going to do? So... And You're not the Shit is gonna happen Life Life happens There's just You can't avoid it Just have fun While you're doing it Yeah you know, The best you can
1: So So do you mind if I go uh, nope, Back go for that it. So when they When You do get these answers um, Like for instance You know you were just talking about Like the time Like mm. timelines And stuff yeah. like that Is that something that you were interested in And you asked Or they're just Like the same thing Like they're just like Hey listen I gotta tell you something
0: no that actually most when people are asking for questions that's when I get the most information, oh, so right. because you're asking that question like it, even this kind. time, then they're telling me more right. when I was doing i've I've done many workshops and lectures and things like that, and so the the information about time has been given to me before, mm-hmm. and I, they're giving me an image, and then I can go off by that image oh, right, right.
1: so that's usually how it works for you like mm-hmm. it's not like like I've seen this guy that channels and like key. He hears it and then he repeats it, mm-hmm. you know, right? Like he'll talk really fast and then like, and then he'll repeat what he just, but for you, you're like seeing it more. Like it's No, it
0: happens like that too. Even uh, tonight while we were recording at least two times, at least two or three times I went into that where it was it, they, they take over and they start talking more mm. than me talking mm. and other times it's like seeing and hearing and a combination of both like you know seeing a movie and also hearing them talking and if I don't say it just right then they come in more forcefully if it's something that if it's something that they really care for you to know or for yeah, the yeah. people to know then they take over completely. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, if it's something they already talked about, the information is there. They say, "Oh, just talk about this. Just talk about this. Just talk about this. Just say this. You know, go there." Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's and I just say.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. When uh, they took over, was this early on when we uh, just started?
0: Uh, I think in the beginning, and when we were talking about time at some point, they really became very strongly. I think you know because I start talking really fast too, or like it like it i get I feel my face becomes different. I get a different look in my face i don't know if you can see that or not but
2: Well, the reason I'm asking is it's not so much that whether I saw that on your face or not, but I got so dizzy. Yeah. And I was unable to focus on the conversation (laughs) that I hope you just kept asking away because I I was useless. Uh I couldn't think of anything to ask. I couldn't interject um, any any of my thoughts. And and I think the only time I get like that is when the the beings come in. And now I'm able to speak, obviously. Yeah. So I, I'm assuming you're not really, they're not in your body right now. Child. No, they're
0: here. But right,
2: no, but they're not taking over like they did.
0: When they take over like that, yes, they cannot come into your body. Mm-hmm. And so they probably, they, change, they need to change the frequency yeah. or the vibration. So even the ones that are here, so probably you, because you were so close to me physically, you probably felt them more because mm-hmm. of that. And it takes, it makes you dizzy at first to, to adjust it and then you get adjusted. But they're still here. And mm-hmm. if you ask another question that they really kind of are, like, there is some urgency sometimes depending upon the questions right. that people are mm-hmm. asking and then they come in forcefully. Not forcefully. So
1: I know one of the questions, because I ask people, um, like, I just started asking people that I know just like, hey, if you had a question that you wanted to ask it like intuitive. Besides asking something specifically about yourself, you know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. What what kinda of ask what kind of questions would you ask for? <laughs> I looked and it was, and it was, there was a question, are you lactose intolerant? But you said that to me. <laughs> <laughs> that was a question you said for me. <laughs> um so there is a couple. Let me see real quick. The process Oh, the process of how they communicate, which we kind of uh, touched upon, and then how to teach how to teach this to others was a question. Okay. How do you teach
0: this to others? so I want to say a little bit more about the process of the yeah, yeah, please. so there is a, an area of where they're coming in, and it's always in the back of your neck, the base of the skull on the back of the neck, the first um, like when they're coming in or touching you, they're coming in into that area, so those try and change the frequency of that area and that area around the neck has to do also with the front which is your throat chakra goes up into the, mand- the lower mandibles your ears chakra and the back of that also connects to your spine which goes all the way down to your root chakra and they work on your crown so when they first come in it's almost like a you know like a, they start manipulating those area to Uh, augment them so that they can actually so that you can prepare yourself to actually hear them or be aware of them and it's interesting because all those areas have to do with like if you're not certain of yourself your vocal you know your throat chakra will be affected Um, your root chakra will be affected as well and the sacral and the solar plexus are great and they need to be well functioning but your root chakra is where everything needs to start. So that Kundalini that people talk about, that's your, the seat of the soul is there where everything is, you know, surge and everything grow. And they do work on those area before they, you know, they start coming in. Uh, Oftentimes they'll put their hands on your back and so on the shoulders. So if you feel pressure around your chest, uh, your shoulders, that's another way that you'll know that they're there ready to come in with you. Some people will feel pressure in their front, you know, the forehead. Um, but most of the time it's not, you know, I think a lot of people are, they try too hard into hearing them because they want to have that certainty that they're actually hearing them. And you really want to think about it more that they really, in the end, will communicate to you telepathically and through imagery. So they use your telepathic area and they'll give you images in your mind. They'll give you your own thoughts if something just pops up just out of the blue and, um, you have no connection into thinking you weren't thinking about that or anything like that. Just, you know, assume that that's a guidance that you, it was given to you and very often it comes in that way. And if you don't startle easily, then they'll start talking to you and come in and more. But most often we startle and that's why they come in gently. Mm. Uh, the second part of the question was what? They wanted to say that. Um,
1: about teaching it.
0: Oh, teaching it to others. What, does that, what are they asking? Like, how to teach it to Yeah, I guess, people? like,
1: how do you teach this to others? Yeah.
0: That's an interesting question. Um, well, I guess... you. I would, is it teachable? Really? Is it even teachable? Is that what they're asking? I don't... To, I
1: mean... Well, you just said um, how, how to teach others. That's what they wrote. How yeah. to teach others.
0: Well, I would think that you would teach what you know about yourself to others. I mean, if I teach anything, it's because I know it on myself. I know what I worked on me right. and what... Uh, what I know it could work on someone else's. The thing about teaching other people is everybody's different. The first thing to know about yourself is to which pathways your intuition is mostly open. Like for you, Christina, like you have a very strong knowing, but your voice, you trust your, like you need to speak your truth. Like, you know, you need to say what you feel and you like for people to be truthful. And so when you communicate, your voice is mostly true. But it wasn't always like that. You doubted in earlier, but you worked on that. So you're doing great right now. Sorry, I hope it's not. Oh, no, no, no. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. And the other thing that they're showing is that your third eye is also quite open, more than, you know, actually more as the crown chakra. So for you, if you wanted to expand, you know, your ability, because those are the first channel they're coming in through your throat and your crown chakra, then the thing for you to do is to actually really not censor anything that you feel and say and just speak it speak your truth without censoring without doubting and that would allow it you're kind of letting them know that you're okay and then they will give more power to your voice to speak to other people and the other way also for your crown is to trust your they actually come through for you in your dreams and they can you know they can actually give you more intuition even through your dream what i mean by that is that if you have a question and you need an answer for you sleeping on it will actually work really well and you may wake up the next day and actually know the answers to things you know so take it easy and sleep on and that kind of thing and if you start trusting even the little bit of things that they give you then you can actually move on to actually start trusting your ears and that's when you start hearing more in your head and trusting that that's usually the process that I would go about for everybody. If I were to give a class, I would tell them, okay, I would probably go around and tell people what the strong aspect of themselves are, where their intuition already is, is uh, you know, manifesting them itself, and where they can potentiate that and which pathway to go. So that would be the first thing that, you know, for anybody, if you want to teach it, that's where you want to really start. Um, and then um, also probably the next thing would be to focus on telepathy. And the way to to focus on telepathy, we already have it. We all have it. We just have learned to mute it and shut it down and not use it. And so the way to if, to actually count in on telepathy, you have to trust yourself. And that means that if you are, instead of questioning and doubting, start trusting. And that's the best way that you can start trusting. To trust, you have to learn your physical body. Learn how your physical body feels When, you know, learn to listen to your physical body because your physical body will respond to threat or to, you know, I think you were saying earlier something about you felt something. uh, Oh, no. Who was it? Or I think you were talking about that girl that um, she didn't like the person or they were out on a date. Oh, right, right. And she trusts her instincts and she went with that. So trusting ourselves and learning to feel our body and how it responds to things—that's the first thing. Yeah, and that will grow your intuition exponentially. Just doing that. Doubts is our enemy, unfortunately. Doubts and fear—it's just that will dampen everything. So, and be open to the possibility that things may not necessarily be the way they are. Be open to anything, really.
1: Yeah, you know. I I that, I I feel like I'm. I don't want to say I'm trying, because it's not a trying, I mm. feel. But it is a process. Because I was thinking, like as you're saying that, I'm thinking about my job, right? So my job, I'm constantly touching people. And what I find is, you know, I, I, I do a very classical acupuncture. So I'm, I'm constantly touching people's bodies. I'm constantly palpating. And I'm doing, like everyone that comes in, I'm doing what I was taught. Like I press here, I can check in for this, I'm checking for this. But... Almost every patient, I'll do something and I just touch. And I don't even know why I touched it. I, I'm not even thinking. Like, I'm just doing the thing and then I'll just touch it. And they'll be like, mm-hmm. ah, yeah, you got it. And they'll say that. And I'll be like, I don't even know what the hell I did. Why I just did that. But I always know, okay, I know so uh, that intuition worked. But then the thing is like, okay, thanks. You showed me you showed me where it's hurting. Now what do I do about it? And then I then I rely on my training, right? Mm-hmm. But there's a part of me, and I know, someone. I've talked to you about this before. There's a part of me that feels like I don't need to do any of that. There's a part of me that's just saying, get up, you're healed. Like, I, I feel it so much, and it doesn't work. It doesn't. And then, and then I know, like, whoever's listening, like, now I'm going to go far off. But yours happened twice. One time when Isa was a little baby, like not little baby because he was talking already. So maybe what, three or four. And we were at my mother-in-law's and we were downstairs and there was ants. And Issa got this ant and he completely smushed it. Right? I mean, he smushed it. Mm-hmm. So I said, Issa, you shouldn't take a life unless you can give life. So I said, let's give it energy. And we sat there and he had it in his hand like this. And I pro- like, it'll make me tear up Because I'm telling you like There's no reason for me To look crazy by saying it We sat there with it like this And he opened his hand And that fucking thing was walking It was like completely normal From being smushed From being smushed Like I mean Leo, it was smushed Smushed mm-hmm. And it was walking And he did that another time And like my whole life I mean you can ask Christina I've been obsessed With like One in to do that. Because I, I, I always had this faith like miracles happen. And I've had miracles in its own way. But not like that. Not like that biblical where Jesus is like, get up, pick up your cane and go, go home. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not that for this. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and, I, and I believe it. And I feel like it can happen. And for some reason, I try it. And it doesn't happen. It doesn't work. And I feel like it, my mind is, my. I feel like I believe it. But maybe I just don't. Maybe I'm really don't. I'm kidding myself.
2: I think his son mm. at the time wasn't trying. He was just yeah. Of course, he could I know do he wasn't. It it. Was yeah, yeah, I know he wasn't.
1: And the only time he did it, he did it again when he was older, and it worked. But the I think the reason why it worked is because he thought it is just a normal thing, mm-hmm. because he did it. You know what I mean? And now that he's ten, I don't know. I think like he. Well, you kind of Yeah, Yeah, he's starting to, I feel like he, like in these past two years, he, I feel like he's going further away, you know, from it. Whether he comes back to it, I don't know. You know what I mean? But also like my teacher, he told me, well, you don't know. Because I asked my teacher because he's a Taoist priest. And he was being taught like all these different type of, you know, meditation, cultivation techniques from a young age. And one time I asked him, do you think I should be teaching Isa this at this age? And he goes, I don't know. Is that his path or not? You know what I mean, and I don't know either. So I don't want to impress something on him because I I'm really into it. Maybe he's not. Maybe his mm-hmm. path is video games. I don't know. But um, I don't know. Anyway.
0: Yeah. So I I go th- from I th- no, no. I think you gave the answers. It's really the trying. Unfortunately, most of the time, if yeah, you try trying. Hard, there is always an intent, and the intent may not necessarily be clear. The thing about healing is that it's not. Uh, it's not about um, whether or not you believe in miracle, but it's more about whether or not what is the right thing. You know, what's your what's the person's path? What is it? You know, if they it, it's it's you have to when you're healing, you got to respect what it is that the person that has a choice that you cannot interfere into yeah, their yeah. life path and all that kind of beautiful stuff. Can you do get up and he, you know and walk? Sure, you can. We all can. We can do it for ourselves. We can do it for other people. But it, it may not necessarily be part of, you know, someone else's path. So if you try it, but you're doing it without, like, if I were, if if my guys were to tell me, go ahead and do this, then I would, because I know that right. it's, you know, it's part of the person's path and I'm not interfering with anything. So my suggestion to you would be to cultivate that trust into your spirit guides and allowing them to tell you when to do it when is yeah. the right time and that way you're not doing it because it isn't necessarily yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah, right? no i get that and so i don't you know that's that's probably what we say yeah Knowing what i know about you and you know what you're supposed to do you do have to um Grow that confidence in yourself that I think in the steps that you're gonna be doing in the next couple of months are gonna definitely be putting you into the right path where you're supposed to be going all along. you know.
1: So can I ask you something like that?
0: Mm-hmm. When
1: you say that, is it something that you're like they're showing you something or they're or they're telling you that?
0: They're telling me and showing, and they're saying what I've probably told you since the beginning. That's what they're telling. Me. We've been telling him. And we've seen you from the beginning. And you're getting closer to it, so which yeah. is great. And it makes us happy. That's what they're saying. So they always want us, at our happiness, you know? So, hmm. But miracles are a beautiful thing. The best way to do it is to is to believe in miracles, but not to try to do miracles. Right, right. No, I
1: get it. Even like as when, like before you say it, yeah. you already like I already know, know what you're going to say. I'm
0: not trying to lecture you. No, no, no. I know, I know. It's well, just it's good question, to hear. Actually. Yeah.
4: So... <laughs> <laughs> so you saying that they see his path, right? Mm-hmm. Do you see where that's leading him, but you won't tell him because it's for something he has to figure out on his own? Like even though you might see where his destination is, and like going to yes. end up, you yes. see it, but you can't, you won't tell him because if, he needs, it's yes. his free choice.
0: If they tell me not to say to someone, then yes. Okay, so they mm-hmm. told you
4: not to tell him where he's may head in a few months.
0: He knows. He already knows. But I, if I say more, it will be interference. Right. So, okay. you okay. know.
4: Yeah, that's that's interesting.
1: Thanks. Then, for, thanks for the, trying to get the extra information. No,
4: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know if that. No, was no, no interfering I what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, right. You know what I mean. Well, yeah. you're you're Because then her. he would focus on. While well, Simona said that I'm going to mm-hmm. be here in three months. And so you're not forging your oh, own Oh, you, know that,
1: right. well, you know what? That's a good question. Because you know what? That actually brings us to the well, next oftentimes, question. Oftentimes,
0: that's what they're doing. Like I've had many clients that right. I work with where they ask me the question about this. And I said, I'm sorry, but I'm not getting anything. That's their way of saying, you know, we right. can't tell you. Right. And then I say, but I see you six months from now here. Right. Hint, hint. You right. know? So if you're here in six months, that means right. that... that Kind of gives right. you right, so it would kind
4: of be like, Oh, so you know, am I gonna marry John? And right. then if you say yes, but then here comes Tim and he's this wonderful man, well, it's not Tim because she said it's John,
0: right? <laughs> exactly,
1: I see what you're <laughs> well, that's that was uh, uh, someone else that sent a question said, Um, they said, Do you think, um, do you think what they said, what they see and say more or less likely to actually happen had they never said it to the person they are speaking to.
0: Interference. That's what they're talking about, yeah. asking about. So more often than not, whenever I'm talking and working with the client, because they're already telling me what their difficulties and what they have to overcome is. And then we try to, um, you know, the I always try to get the person to shift. And what it means to shift is that they are... Uh, merging a part a wounded part of themselves with with, that is part of the subconscious with their conscious selves and depending upon how that shifts occur and what they're letting go whether it's their emotional attachments to the memories of the event or it's actually a core programming which is what i usually try to do that would actually change then their future so oftentimes i try i work on that first and then we go into the next Depending upon how the person goes, so it's never two people the same, then sometimes they'll tell them something that is supposed to happen to them. So they'll give them, they either plant the seed or will give them the carrot. So Mm. sometimes you need the seed and sometimes you need the carrots. If you need the seed, then the encouragement or the thing that gives you the motivation, then you'll be given a piece of information that will give you that. If the person needs the carrots, then you'll be given something that will also motivate in the person but they need to make their own choices and their own decisions in order for them to do those decisions they're given the carrot and so they usually know the people better than even themselves and that's why you're coming to me to help you maneuver around life and get into a better place and so that's how it works
1: So, so so from that um i know we're trying to be like a conversation Thing, but I feel like I'm just going question after question. No, 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 no. Um, but so jump in at any time. Uh, so, you know, from that you're saying like you're, you're planting the seed or dangling the, the carrot type of thing. So, planting the seed or, or dangling the carrot. To me, it's like you're trying to they're trying to create a, like an inertia for this person's life, right? Mm-hmm. To to do something to shift yes. into what they gotta be. So, in Chinese medicine, thank you. Uh, yeah, thanks, Christina. You know. So in, in, like in Chinese medicine, you know, Buddhism, they talk about like karma and stuff like that. Yes. So in Chinese medicine, they speak about, um, or not in Chinese medicine, in Taoism, they talk about like a curriculum, right? Like you come into this world with this curriculum and you're here to work on like certain things, right? And I remember like my, I remember one of my, uh, my teacher's students saying like, well, how do I know why I'm here then? And they say, he said, just look where you keep having the same problems and there you'll, you'll know, So I think, like, my question is to them, or you know, to and to you, is to do all this work, like for them to give you that inertia, to give you the seed, or to dangle the carrot, um, to get you to shift. Is what's the motive behind it? Like, is it to um, evolve? Is it to like um, to not come to not reincarnate? Like, what what's the the reason? Like like what for them? What what is the goal? What's the goal of us being here, in, me, in incarnating in this in this? Um...
0: Well, you're asking two different. things. Yes, uh,
1: yeah, I know. Okay. I realize that. <laughs>
0: That's okay. So the the goal of progressing is really to limit the suffering, because okay. unfortunately we uh, we come. It's a very blind world, this one, and it's a world that we're like stumbling around and bumping into everything pretty much when we're here and it's it's constructed in a way where we're stripped of everything pretty much, and we have to regain all these uh, uh, ability i don't want to call them ability though because they're not, but they're perception these these senses you know, and tr- learning to trust ourselves oftentimes there's just so much for us to to get into a better place, and oftentimes the the purpose of being here just to Learn how to navigate through, and you know, so that you get into a better place for yourself. And it's really more about the choices that we're making, and whether or not we're able to make different choices. It's a it's a huge playground. That's what we're here to do, which is huge playground. It doesn't it doesn't have it can have more meaning for you if you need it, or it can have less meaning for you if you need that. You know, but it's it's a playground, so we can have it in whichever way we want to, in a way, and. Um, that's for the first. What was the second question you said? What is the,
1: what was it? What, well, what's the purpose of it? You know, right? Is that what I said? About like, um like, it, or what's the purpose of it? Are we here to evolve from it? Like, or, or like, is there a, like, is it kind of like, is there a destination? You know, like, in a lot of, in a lot of spiritual paths, it's yes. like, you know, to unite with, with God, or, or to reach an, enlightenment, or, whatever, you know what I mean? Like, What's the reason? What's the reason even to incarnate here? Because I'll be honest with you. I feel like if we came from somewhere else where we were closer to, I don't know, something where there's less suffering, and then you come here, I kind of feel like, well, one, already it's like, we should all thank each other, but you, we got we got balls. <laughs> we all came here. You know what I mean? Like We do.
0: We definitely have balls, and we definitely forget. So the thing is that I... I look, if... It's to me it's not about enlightenment, okay? The reasons why we're here. I know that's what a lot of people need because we all need a purpose because without purpose we have very little right. motivation. But then why is there oneness? If we're all one and we're already in the image of God and we're all our God, then why would we need enlightenment? Right. What are we really achieving if we already are all that? So that can't be the answers, you know, so it's not enlightenment that we need to. And oftentimes when I work with people, I know a lot of people want to work on their past lives, on, you know, tons of stuff that didn't even happen in this current life. And it's really, that's not, to me, my own reality. What I believe in is that whatever we're working on is whatever is happening in this current life. So let's deal with whatever is happening right now. Because if it's something that happened in your past life, that would be the first thing that we would get rid of because it's really easy. Um, very rarely I work on past life in people. Most of the time it's like, you know what? Stuff happened to you now. Shit happens. Let's get rid of it and work on that. And it happened right now. What is this reality, the world for us, from different, many reality, is just, it's the one place that we get to experience so many, an and array of emotions and feelings through a physical body that otherwise we won't, don't have when you go away from this i've been on the other side and it's absolutely freaking gorgeous and beautiful the feeling on the other side heaven you know what we call heaven that feeling you all you feel is an enormous amount of love peace and just a swelling of like contentment like it's it just it's indescribable okay it just it's amazing coming here is so harsh and so wicked and cold, and just, cold. Uh, it's uh i don't know it's it's just very harsh your physical body is heavy it's you feel everything pain in itself is heavy having to you know deal with eating food all the time or just need to nourish yourself drinking water even that sleeping and how your physical body reacts to you know just not getting the necessary thing to survive or even to be as well That alone is a harsh truth. It really is a harsh environment. But we're here because we don't get this otherwise anywhere else. And so we're here to try different things. It's a playground. And we get to experience all kinds of things. And we get to come back to play different roles in different aspects. Is it enlightenment? It's not necessarily enlightenment. It's just learning. So for some of us, we're learning different things. And then we get to choose whether or not we come back to do more or we come back to do less or... We go other places, or we be, we go experience different beings and different aspect. That's mm. what I believe. At least that's what they tell me too.
1: Yeah, because like um, I was think I was thinking like like okay, I'm, I'm in this I'm in this body, right? You know, we can go each individual, right? Born immigrant you know, family living in the United States, blah 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 blah. But then I'm like, well, let me compare myself to like a kid that's malnourished, living in Africa, like in some place where like you know he's not eating well, and then I look at him and I can feel like, well, that's unfair, right? Like, why does this kid suffer, not me? But then there's this part of me that feels that feels like, um, well, it's actually the same thing. It's it's one it's like one life manifesting in different ways, right? Um, and there's this one that's going through me and this one that's going through this kid, through you, or everyone else. And then it goes through this thing that I call me, this thing that I call Paolo, that's, that's having this experience. And then I can say, well, why am I lucky that I'm not having the experience like that one? But then then comes this this to myself. If, the reason I'm asking myself, I want to see what you and, and you guys take and their take is that I, 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 there comes a sensation that like, okay, but also I'm having my own um, sufferings, right? Like I have my own sufferings, whether it's like, you know, <clears throat> chronic health issues, um, you know, trying to raise a family, you know, like, like whatever it is, right? Like one's life is easy, right? But then I can try to compare it with this kid that's completely different. But at the same time, this kid has his own sufferings, but also his own blessings, because through their own our own sufferings, at least for myself, it's through a lot of my sufferings where I get these awarenesses and kind of like these, um, like these awakenings and these awarenesses that happen because of it. And I feel like so it's almost like, and I'm going to say God. I know people don't like that word, but I'm going to use God. Uh, like it's like this thing of like where you get to see these aspects of that oneness. And this kid is seeing that oneness too, right? So then I was having this thought of like, oh, so that means if I came, if I, let's say I went to Africa and I came across this kid, do I not help him because he's living this trajectory that's helping him have these awarenesses through these sufferings and through whatever life he's experiencing. But then this thing of like, no, but by me helping him, that's how God sees God. That's how life gets to to meet itself. Does that make sense? Yes. And then it kind of of like when Jesus says, you know, when I was, whatever, thirsty, did you give me something to drink? blah, 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 blah. And I kind of feel like, yeah, like it's it's God meeting God constantly. Like even when we're speaking, it's that. It's like, yeah, I'm talking to Leo. I'm talking to Simone. I'm talking to Christina. But it's actually just life talking to itself. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then I wonder, okay, but then what's, maybe is that the purpose of it? It's like it's almost like this consciousness that's trying to f- know about itself. It's it's exploring itself, experiencing itself right. from different angles. Yeah, you know what I mean. Well, um, I don't know. No, so, no. no. The,
0: the way I look at it, or oftentimes they show. You know how there is. A, I think it's the aspen trees, or that they are more like a underneath underneath the ground. They're all connected, so they are a colony of them. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. yeah I and think
0: that's awesome and uh, or like mushrooms you know there is a lot of there is a lot of um, plant life that uh, grows as a uh, connected at the root through the ground the movie avatar shows that too through the yeah, yeah, you know yeah. kind of thing and i love that the most because even though on the surface looks like we're all separated underneath it all we are very connected and through that connection you can have one of the trees, one of the mushrooms, and then it's not doing as good as everyone else. Maybe they're nurtured more by the sun, but maybe they're in the bad position and don't get enough sun or enough nutrients or whatever. But they're still part of the whole thing. Each one is experiencing their own life separately, but doesn't mean that they are. We are connected underneath at all. You said it well that it's like, you know, it's God meeting God, and that's really very good. The other thing that people don't probably think about is the fact that. The universe, everything that comprises the universe responds to consciousness. So even our, you know, quantum physics, the the way to manifest is to think that your consciousness, that the energy that comprises the quantum, is just waiting for a consciousness to tell them what to do and what to become. The quantum field is like a parrot and loves to mimic and loves to become something. And So it has not as much control besides whatever consciousness is actually in front of it, whatever is the strongest and whatever is actually manifesting, you know, whatever thought, whatever is the strongest. In that regard, us being united, being one and being the oneness and God, speaking to God, it's part of, it's to understand that that consciousness, the more the consciousness evolves to something, to actually see where we go, as we grow this consciousness, we become more united and we become more aware of how much we can do with it, you know, in that sense. So if there is anything that we're here to do, perhaps, is that. We're a little far from that, but eventually we'll get to the point where we're going to see and experience and be more aware of how much each of our consciousness are really connected, but also how much we can interact with it. And I, I hope, you know, that's at least what they're showing right now.
1: Do do you think um, the way the world is going, like like there's this thing like we were speaking before before we started recording, like um, about these groups of people wanting to get closer to nature and everything else. Um, oh, we've gone for an hour. More. These people that are that are, that are like uh, wanting to get closer to nature and like you know, but there's also this opposite thing that's happening where people are going pushing more towards technology. So do you think things like that, like everyone's talking about AI, like that's like such a hot term and stuff. Do you think that's going to take us further away from it? Or do you feel like it, there's no stopping it because it is just what we are? You're, you're, you're saying? Yeah. yeah, I think
2: it will take us further uh, further away oh, well. from it.
1: Because what, what it's doing is
2: we're, we're, not, we're losing our connectivity to everything and relying on electronic devices to, to, to entertain us to do the work for us. So we, what, just sit around do nothing. Our brains don't evolve, we don't think, we don't create things anymore. All the machines do everything for us, so we just do nothing. Um, I think staying away from electronic uh, devices and, and, and social media and everything like that, And that enables us to communicate with other people, and through that communication, through the relationships we have with each other, that's how we grow. That's how we learn to share feelings and learn from other people's experiences and learn from our own experiences, whether it's pain or laughter. Um, Everything else, you know, social media is just a uh, distracting us or taking us down a different road. And I don't. You know, I don't know anything about past civilizations when you talk about, people talk about Atlantis in the past. But this, you know, if it's true, and it's true what they said, that it was their technology that was their downfall, well, then I can see us going in the same direction. The technology will be our downfall. Yeah. You know, we're not, we no longer um, learn to play with each other and have fun and, and live, love and laugh. You know, it's it's more that we're, we're playing with some inanimate object that, that has no feelings or emotions.
1: I know, I know, I know what you're saying. But at the same time, like, uh, I never post anything on like Instagram. Mm-hmm. But I like going on Instagram because of the memes. <laughs> like some of the memes are so funny that mm-hmm. it makes me feel hope for humanity. Because like some of the, like there's sometimes like my, Christina will send me something. And I'll be, like, dying laughing, like, looking at it. Right. And it makes me feel like the fact that someone took the time to make this and and it was just so perfect and so funny, it makes me feel like we're going to be all right. I don't know why I get like that, but, like, I feel like we're going to be all right. Like, because someone put it out there and obviously people are watching it. Like, people mm-hmm. are looking at it and they're passing it around. And
4: well, because there's a lot of things sometimes where you think that you're the only one that's thought of something yes, like exactly. that. But yeah. there's a meme about it. So clearly everyone, there's more than just right. yourself
1: that... Right, like that has... That a, so that in, a, in a way, I, I, I'm in agreement with you. Like I feel like it's, it's separated us in a lot of ways. But in a weird way, there's sometimes I feel closer to people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like there's somebody like that, that I'll probably never meet that made that, and I'm, and I feel like, yeah, I get like I will watch a video of someone saying something like, like I don't have TikTok, but like, you, Christina sends me like TikTok videos or something, and some of them are like so funny, and I'm like, I don't even know this person, but right, I know we right. would be friends.
2: And you I know goes, what I mean? I go through the same thing with Simone. She sends me a lot of uh, TikToks, and it's hysterical. I mean, sometimes she shows it to me, and she's laughing so hard that she can't even hit the play button, you know.
3: She
2: totally loses it. But I think what happens is there's a balance. Yeah, for sure. You know, you can spend an hour or two hours doing that. And, and, you know, you're laughing hysterical. And it's a good feeling. But when people do it for eight, ten hours a day and and their whole life just comes to a screeching halt, then it's a bad thing. Yeah, yeah, of course. I guess a balance. Because we also... I can stay inside the house... And whether it's on a computer, watching TV, or watching TikTok TikTok uh, uh, videos, and you uh, know, there's a certain amount of satisfaction from it. But when I go outside and I, I'm in touch with nature, my God, it is a completely different. Yeah, family. it is different. And a lot of, I think, a lot of young kids today they don't go out in nature. You know, when we were growing up, we would go outside and play with our friends outside all day long. No, we I mean, just come home at night to eat dinner. And then we'd just run back out again.
1: Just this neighborhood here, Leo, it's full of kids. Right. Like, it's full. And you never see them. Never. Right. You don't see one kid here. But when it's time for the school bus, I'm like, damn, there's a lot of kids in this neighborhood. Right. But Issa's not because friends with anybody. They're not socializing. They're out- yeah, they don't come outside. They're not developing the social but skills. And- I also found that it, it is different. Like, then like Issa will come home, and he'll go on this like video game. It's called Fortnite, and he'll be with his friends, and he'll like do his homework with like as they're playing. But like, what would you get for number nine? Yeah, all right. And they like they hang out, they talk. So it's almost like it's weird. It's like they're living, like they're playing. In a virtual playground Like they're playing in a different right, way right. So it's weird So there's a part of me that wants to judge it But also I'm just not a part of that generation You know what I mean And so I, I'm always wondering Am I right about what I'm saying Or am I just becoming that older guy That's always like it was better in my day You know what I mean And I'm always trying to find where is that balance Because I find myself being like that a lot Like you know I hear like music that like Issa will be singing And it will be like to me, it's c- c- completely stupid. And I'll be like, rap ain't the same. Like, that ain't rap. And then it will be like, what did I listen to? Like, N.W.A.? Like, <laughs> you know, talking about like killing cops or whatever it was, you know what I mean? And I'm like, yeah, it wasn't that much better. Like, it was still, but it was just because it was a time when I was a kid. So, you know, and then I, I, it was just that that was the time. And I, and I, so sometimes I feel like I, I try to watch myself before I judge um, what they're doing because they're just in a part of their, you know, their environment of their time and my time past in that sense. But I do agree with you. There's something different. Like it, it, sometimes I'll play with these. like we'll play on the video games together and I'll just play with it for a little while. And I, I feel weird. Like I feel like my mind gets weird. Like I feel like, um, I don't know. It just, I just, I don't feel well. It almost feels like I can't focus or something. But then I go outside just for a little bit, and everything changes. Mm-hmm. You know, and I feel like everything feels calm. And I see it with Isa, too. Like, Isa, you know, he's dyslexic. He has ADD, whatever it is. But then when I take him into outside and to go hiking in the woods or something, he complains every single time. But after he's out there, within within five minutes, right. it's a good... I love you, Daddy. I love you. Oh, bad Dad, did you see that frog? And then he becomes totally different.
2: And think about what you just said. It stirs his emotions. It grounds him. Yeah, it grounds it him. It brings him down to the present moment. Yeah. And if we all believe in reincarnation, it would almost seem like it's kind of a joke that we get reincarnated to come down here and then spend our life playing video games. This is the video game. You know, life is the video yeah, but game. Don't you feel like... Building relationships with people, whether it's painful or good, life's lessons are learned from all the experiences we have. Communicating with other people, and you take that away, then we're just nothing but robots.
1: I, I, I agree with you, but I also I also have the feeling, and then somehow I would like to hear your take on it. But I I, I, I I was thinking like, but what if that's just a part of it. Right. Like I I think like, you know, like when something goes one way and then all of a sudden it, it goes the opposite. You know what I'm trying to say? Like yeah. I, it's happened with me personally, a lot in my life where I had this one way of thinking. And then like at one point, it's almost like I became the opposite. Right. And then it's like I became the opposite way of thinking about that same topic or whatever it is. So what if it's like a, as a species, you know, we were like. I mean, think about like our ancestors, like, and we don't even have to go back that far. Just going back to like my grandmom and grandpa, like poor as anything that mm-hmm. they didn't, they had dirt floors in their house. Like they didn't even have flooring and, you know, just living as close to the earth as you can be. And then they, you try to get the, you try to evolve away from that, especially in, in modern times, right? But what if that's supposed to be that now, now we got to a generation where they're, now they're always here that maybe because of them, Maybe them or the next generation where it's going to be like, man, have you guys been outside? You got to go outside. Like it's, it's, you got to just put your feet on the ground and watch what happens. Mm-hmm. Because it's going to be so foreign for them that it's going to be amazing for them. It'll, it'll change. It'll totally change them. I don't know. That, that's just, I don't know. I, sometimes I think I'm like that, like, ho- like, whatever you call them. Hopeful romantic. What's it called? Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like I'm always hoping for the for the best thing to happen. You know what I mean? So I don't know how much of it is really true of what I'm saying and how much of it is that like I'm hoping that it's true because I would hate for, to watch everything go to shit. You know what I mean? But I don't know. Well, you
0: know, from my take at least um, from what they're showing is that What we're not taking into consideration is the fact that the brains of the children of the least, you know, the past decade or so, they're much different than our brains and also the environments that they're supposed to is much different. This earth right now is not a peaceful earth, it hasn't been for 10 years, it's very erratic, especially in the areas that are highly populated. It's. I have a difficult time being near, being like even in small towns. It, it affects me and it's, it's the reasons why I always tended to go into uh, a different like uh, looking world outside of myself. Because the world, this world is very loud, is very harsh in colors, in sensations and... The one way to get your brain, and because the brain is actually of the children, and I feel that their my brain works in the same way, is that for all those people, they are neurodivergent and I think that's the name that they're using nowadays, and it's why there is so many there resonating to that, is that we pick up everything, we pick up everything that is going on not just from everything, from everybody else, you from like a mile away, from even if people are thinking of you on the other side of the country, on the other side of the world, people that, you know, they're sending you text or uh, you can actually, people can feel that. And it's an offense, and it's an attack to your own persona that you have really no defense from. The only escape is when you go into another world. And so we become, we tend to gravitate towards either uh Playing games, reading books and like for hours, or kind of submerging yourself where you can actually shut down the brain and make it okay for that short period of time until you have to again go back into that world where you feel completely and often inundated by all the harshness that it's actually there now, this is a temporary thing that it's happening to humanity because there like you said, there is a transition to allow for the brains to function at a higher resolution, at a higher, uh, I don't want to say frequency, it's more like a more powerful, you know, where you can actually use a lot more, you're going to run into these kind of things because it's an adjustment. And so kids nowadays, they're, more, they're not as willing to be outside because they're actually, just the environment of a school environment is harsh. It's very, very harsh. They need a break from all that. And the only break that they get is when they try to recreate an environment that is better suited for themselves. So the indoor becomes better than the outside Yeah, for that reason. And I think we tend to forget, and yes, I can say my childhood, I grew up in a certain way and I tried to give that to my own children. I think they were happy with that. But at the same time, we're no longer in that world. That world no longer exists. We're in a different world that we kind of have to accept. We're model
1: Ts, Leah. Yeah.
0: You yeah, <laughs> gotta, gotta accept the fact that yeah. we have to Running make on four instead of eight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's what I think it's, that's why that's happening. And eventually, so I always see the world—the world that you were talking about—that where things are going to be better—is going to happen around 2,300. So 2,300 is when I see the world as being as peaceful and as more normal, adjusted with all the things that we are struggling with now. They're all ironed out. It's at that point, and I do hope that I come back and reincarnate at that time because I definitely want to get this to experience that world at that point.
2: You're done? You're coming I'm
0: right done. back. I'm done. I'm, you can stick a
2: fork in me anytime. <laughs> You're coming I'm right done. back. I know. <laughs> I remember like... I, I think I'm an old soul.
1: I've been doing this so, so, too many times. Like, but, I'm done. Leo, my friend Diego did a, uh, a reading... He uh, had a session with you before. And he... And you probably don't remember. But he asked you... Because he told me later. Um, he asked you about my, our relationship. Like our friendship. And you said you guys like were friends, like you know, for a few lifetimes, whatever. And you said that you guys w- will uh, cross again. I think you said like for like eight more lifetimes or something. And he was so happy about it. And the whole time I was thinking, <laughs> I
3: eight more times, yeah, eight more times. God.
1: I don't got time for this. <laughs> God. But I remember because I keep was so happy because we're gonna do eight more lives. And then like, inside I'm like. Like, I'm smiling, but inside I'm like, no. What's wrong with being friends on the other side <laughs> yeah. of eternity? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And the truth is, I do love it here. Like, I do, man. Like, it's amazing. Like, even the feeling, like, you ever feel like, man, like, it even feels good to breathe. Like, like, there's things that I really, really enjoy about being alive. You know what I mean? And, um, I don't know.
2: Here, here's good, my take on that. I I had my own kind of like lessons from angels. At least I'd like to think it was them t- teaching me all these things. And for us to be to have wisdom we have to come here through many, many reincarnations to develop that a big, large uh, um Encyclopedia of knowledge and wisdom. So, if we come, if you come back to, if you're here today as a, a person who has money and you know you have a job and you have your health, you know, that's one aspect of your uh, reincarnation. Next time, you could be that other person you were talking about earlier, halfway around the world, and you're you're malnutritious, You you you're, you have. You're living out outside, you're poor, you're skinny. Um, then another time you're going to come back as the opposite sex experience life. And that it could be a good life. It could be one that you're abused. You have to come back, at least I think you do, a different way every time to experience life in a different from a different angle from a different point of view that's how you grow that's how you i don't know become the the souls that we were destined to become i i I know you mentioned the word earlier about evolving and that may not be true and that and i'm not sure if i'm making any sense but you, I don't believe you're going to come back the same person or the type of person every single time. Right. Because then you're just stagnant. You're idle. You're not learning. You're not growing. You're not doing anything. You're just reliving the same thing. Well, then what's the point of that? Right. But if you come back a different sex, a different ethnic background, whether uh, one life you're poor, one life you're wealthy, one, one life you're sick, one life you're rich, one life you're this, one life you're that... It's through a series of accumulation of, of um, experiences and different types of life that make us who we are. You know, Christina's your sister in this lifetime. Next lifetime, she could be your brother. Next lifetime, she could be your husband. Yeah. I mean, Isa, our... when
1: he was a kid, he used to always say, um, I used to be your dad. You're my dad now, right. but I used to be your dad. He used to always tell me that. And I was they, your dad before, Daddy? And a lot of
2: people no. talk about that—that that you have a soul group, and every time you re- you come back, the soul group comes back, but everyone plays a different role. Yeah. And that makes sense too, because you're experiencing your soul group from a different point of view. So,
1: so I have a, I have a question that, that brings up a question for me. So, like, so I'm going to go back to Simona when you were talking about like the, the Al- alpines or the mushrooms, right? That it's all one but individual. And then you were saying like, okay, you're coming back and you're learning all these different things, right? But that's saying like there's this individual energetic that keeps coming back, right? This sense of self, right? Um, but always connected to that one. And then you said it's our destiny. Like it's like this, the, whatever your destiny is. Is there a need for a destiny if we're always constantly, we're always going back to the one,
0: I don't feel so. I don't think there is a, not necessarily a destiny. You also have to take in consideration that we have the ability to split, like we are our consciousness, our soul, if you want to call it. It's not really a soul, so consciousness is split and living multiple lives at once. It, it's it's not a destiny. We have a purpose for a lifetime. There are main purposes. There are sub purposes. There is usually a larger umbrella which comprises all the people that you're involved with throughout your lifetime or the multiple lifetimes to achieve that main purpose but underneath that umbrella of the main purpose then there is minor purposes it's you know it's it's not as it's not as important as a destination or just enjoying you know just doing it just uh I think sometimes we concern ourselves too much to give reason and to justify the reasons why we're here to justify the suffering that otherwise we yeah, go yeah. through and and i think people need that just so that they can masticate they can tolerate better what they're experiencing instead of we're well, not really nothing is really ever true whatever we're experiencing is because we are accepting this truth and the moment you accept a different truth you're going to experience something different so what are you gonna what are you gonna say then you know and i much rather be open to the fact that i want to see what else is there i want to see more so i don't want to limit my life by thinking that i need to have a purpose i need to have a destination i need to have a reason for me to be here I much rather if i'm here whatever the reason is i want to i want to see it all i want to not know it all but i want to experience as much as i possibly can And I don't want the limitation of like gravity, the fear that people have often time of dying, the fact that we believe in death. We actually believe in death. Think about that. Because we all die, we believe in death, right? Can you really consciously tell yourself that you don't die if you already know that you're going to die? If you believe in you injuring yourself, if you believe in illness, if you believe in all that, can you actually tell your mind that you don't die? And that alone, those knowledges, those belief systems that are anchoring into this world, it's what's preventing us, or our conscious self, from the ability to perceive something else outside of that. Mm. And that's what. And uh, so,
1: what what do you think is the process to undo that? You know what I mean? Like, I understand, like, wounds and things like that. Like, there's many modalities, like therapy, whatever it is, to, like, work through that. But to to change like beliefs sometimes is very very difficult, it right? Is. Um,
0: you, we can't change the belief about gravity because we experience that. We can't go on top of a roof and jump off and think that we're not gonna get. But but, gonna
1: yet, get but, water, yet, but yet but yet there's, there's been people in history that, has, that have done that, right? Right. Like so so it's possible.
0: It is possible through manipulation of matter and through manipulation of. Our consciousness is what changes matter. There is people who have been able to pass through walls. I think the, the and I don't remember. I don't remember necessarily which um, civilization was is capable of doing that. But there are people who are capable of doing that. I think Tibetan monks. They what their training is specifically to bypass these beliefs. They're ingrained because this is our reality. It's what we know. I haven't found a way to get around that, but what I know that gets me closer is the fact that I'm open to any truth, I don't take any truth as the only absolute truth, I I leave it open to to see something else, and that's usually been the one way that I've been able to get, you know, experience things beyond what otherwise would be the norm. So I think more than people focusing so much into trying to understand it, make yourself available and open into uh, experiencing something very different that it's outside of what you think you know.
1: So so by, by you saying like, like, by having a goal is kind of missing the point because by having a goal, you already put a... A boundary on
0: it. You're defining it. Yeah. And if you're defining it, it's the same as putting blinders, you know. In, and you're putting limitations and you're yeah. no longer allowing the beauty of what if, you know, yeah. to show up in your life.
1: Because I, 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 I enjoy, like I enjoyed when you say, when you talk about like, um, it doesn't, like, um, like it's kind of just f- for fun. It's, it's like play. And then you also said about like, the, the destiny thing. You're like, it's more just like, you're here having this experience because I, 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 like when I think about my own self, when I'm just caught up in playing and I'm just having fun, you, you, know, you everyone has that experience, right? When you're, especially when we're younger, you're having fun. And when you're having fun, the, the craziest things happen, right? And they create like the memories that we remember them when you, with your friends when we're older. Like, you'll remember that time. Mm-hmm. But it's because we got caught up in that so th- when you're saying that That's the way I'm feeling It's just like um, You know I'm not, I'm not even trying to link it To being like Being in the now Or whatever Even though it kind of is In a way like In a way you, it is yeah, yeah in a way it is But I feel like Because we already Link that Like being in the now With certain already Type of um, Schools of thought mm-hmm. It's already limiting Right It's kind of like The word God Right When you yes. say God It limits everything Right yes. So um, Yeah It's nice I like that Mm.
0: We worry too much about defining. That's the one thing that I find um, the most resistance in people. There's so much fear. If we don't have a definition of something, if it's not explained scientifically, proved, or labeled in a very specific way, and all of that says is fear. Yeah. And fear of the unknown. And I grant it. There's, you know, it can uncertainty is is um, it's a huge thing. And I, I guess it's easier for me because uh, because I guess I'm never alone. It's not even about not being alone because I don't feel that that's the issue, but I think it's because there is this connection to what is on the other side. And so for me, there's always a certainty and I've been there. And I think without that, for us, for people who haven't had near-death experiences have this, it immediately creates a limitation of like, I'm limited to this, like, oh, this is all I know. And I know that everybody around me has died. I've seen people die. I hear about people dying. And I think that concepts of death and dying for those who have not had uh, some kind of a glimpse of the other side, I think it's what's preventing them from experiencing more because then they need to have that, they need to create more certainty around themselves.
1: Yeah. You, you know, um, my cat recently died. And so every night for like a certain amount of nights, I would do like like chanting and prayers for... for um, for him to like, you know,
3: mm-hmm.
1: be free, I guess. And then what was interesting is just the other, yesterday, it came to me that it said, when you were doing that, you weren't freeing Nutella. Nutella was already free. You were freeing yourself from Nutella. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't know, it was, it was interesting because like until I, I, that information came, I, I felt it. But before I felt like I was doing something. Like right, I'm they helping my friend, like Nutella. They, they you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But like, no, it was already okay. Mm-hmm. It was, it was, it was all me. Like, it's all here. Yeah. It's Thinking all that you here. had to do something because you didn't know any better. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know any better. Yeah,
0: And that's what it is. I mean, that's it's a beautiful place on the other. I mean, it's beautiful because it's beautiful for us because we're experiencing so much harsh harshness in this reality. But that's why we're here because otherwise, on the other side, all there is. It's that beautifulness. But how are you, you know, we, you can't know the light without the darkness. And you were saying something before about that. Uh, I don't remember what you're referring to. And I was like, oh, yes, the, the awareness of a child who is suffering hunger and, you know, through world countries and that kind of thing. It's always been a sore subject for myself, too. I, I You know, I, it's, I wish I could help everybody, but it's not the case. You know, you can't. But at the same time, the their, the awareness of that is allowing us for us to separate, to then, you know, create that separation. And as much as we want to talk about oneness, this world is about separation as well. Not separation, the separation that we're doing to each other, but the separation of, yeah, you're here to experience cold and hot and hunger and, you know, and... Plentifulness And you know All kinds of things It's the one place That You probably won't find Anywhere else It's hardly ever You know Even altitude You know I don't like altitude I don't like to be up on top But you know I wouldn't know What that is Unless I was here We wouldn't know Of that Mm -hmm. difference You don't experience that Yeah When you go on the other side You know
1: Yeah Because I wonder Like even like Like you know A spirit or whatever Type of Energetic they never experienced being in a, in a body. You know, not even just a human body. Like, even, like, as a squirrel. Physical pain. Yeah, yeah, I wonder what... they Like, They like. I'm sure there's a lot out there. But, like, wow. I would love to be... Yeah. I would love to know what that feels like. To feel like what it feels like to be hungry and then eat something. Right. You know, or to, to feel what it feels like to have sex. Or, you know what I mean? Like, these very... Earthly feelings, you know, like that you probably don't have it other places, you know, maybe there are, I don't know.
0: Not in the the intensity as there are here, even just eating like ice cream, something sweet, like sometimes I get to experience being another being. And I can feel and hear them saying, oh, I miss eating, you know, something because I haven't been back on Earth, you know, for a long time or, or like they, you know, they experience the world and like they, from there, the way they're built and the way they're created, they're so different that they don't get to. And occasionally they tell me, you guys are so lucky you don't realize how lucky you have it when you're here. And yes, there is some, a lot of stimulation. It's why we get so overwhelmed, because it's a normally stimulating world. It's not like this everywhere. No.
2: I have a good question to ask. Do you know? Now, we're all humans, and we're having the human experience. And we all know what it, what it means to be happy and sad. And, uh, you know, all the other human experiences. Uh, uh, emotions that we have, whether it's anger, frustration, joy, bliss, or whatever. And this happened more than once, where I had, I think, actually, I think it was during meditations, where I went into this other state of consciousness, and I actually felt an emotion that I can honestly say... I never experienced this state of, of emotion. It's like it's not even human. It's like this is like this is something, you know, maybe another species on another planet experiences. I don't know, but this is I don't know what this is, but this is something different. What was that? <laughs> Talk about putting you on the spot or putting them on the spot.
0: The world that you're talking, at least what I'm feeling from the being, if that's the being that came through, it almost feels like there is uh, they have a world of water or at least of fluid like type of beings, and there is um a almost like a vacuum type of planet or it is definitely a being from another planet, and it just feels like that they can. Uh, glide through things I think you asked me about this before because they're making me feel you know you've asked about this before but there is a sense of so the closest thing that I can reference to is probably how like a fish or mermaid. but it also feels very gelatinous you know either it's their body's gelatinous or the, the substance that they're moving through it's a weird planet it's a very weird um uh Probably I think it may be just because either there um, is a gravitational mass or gravity is stronger. Uh, that may just be stronger and so it feels very different there because of that. And, and, it's, and
1: that's a, a sentient being?
0: hmm Yeah.
1: So how did they cross paths?
0: Well, when you... When you meditate, if you can, you know, like when when people try to do astral travel, you can also, through meditation, your consciousness can leave your body. Right, right. Like it sounds like
1: something Leo did on purpose. It Mm -hmm. kind of just like, boom, it just happened.
0: Yeah, you just go and as you go up in the way, you go through, you you start uh, breaking through different dimensions, but dimensions are also through time and space. Time and space is the same freaking thing. So... When you go through time, you also go through space. Again, it's magnetic field that can do that. It's like you're going, it's it's in a loop and whatever now. Uh, they don't they don't want to explain that too much. But um, you start breaking through both time and space and dimension and you can meet other beings. I've done that too occasionally. It's kind of spooky because you're yeah. all of a sudden here being speaking a different language you never heard. And you know, I did that once and it's Freaked me out. Said it? <laughs> yeah, and I came right back. <laughs> All you know of a sudden what? there was a voice, like a, it, you know, a very loud voice over here said something. It wasn't threatening or anything, but I was like, what the hell? I was meditating. came
1: right back in. <laughs> you know, I, I keep on laughing because, like, when you were saying, like, experiencing, like, food and you feel, like, the spirit being, like, I haven't had this in a while. I was thinking, like, a <laughs> I'm sorry. I keep on thinking, like, it's nighttime, And, like, you start going like this to Leo. And Leo's like, you know, he thinks, like, something's happening. He's like, it's Frank.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. That's funny. No, that hasn't happened yet. Mm, We haven't. All right. Should we should we close? Yeah, I mean,
1: I, I guess my two final hours. thing, yeah, two hours would be like, is there anything before we close if they feel like there's something that they wanted to share that that we didn't ask or
2: like a closing statement?
1: Yeah, or closing statement, and also my second part of that question would be like, is this something that you yourself enjoy doing and do want to do more of it, or, and if it's something that they want to keep on doing.
0: I I absolutely enjoyed it and they would love it. They've been actually waiting for this because they know that they can share information, you know, as long as, not as long as, but, you know, with questions. would love to have people, you know, I'm, this is a direct invite for people to ask questions and um, give ground to, to answers. Yeah. Um, if there is... Let me see if there is... They've, I feel like we've given already a lot, as it is, and also there was a lot of energetic downloads into this discussion, especially about, you know, to help other people also kind of move, shift through. So more than this, but they're saying no, because they already embedded a lot yeah. of information in there. And I think that's enough. All right, cool. Unless you guys have something to say, you had to... No, the only
1: thing I was going to say... I mean, we don't have to record it, because I, I didn't want to really... Man, the whole time, like, and I don't really see a lot, but like, um, you, can, you can stop it no, for No, it's
0: okay. me. People may want to hear that.
1: I, I, like, I don't see a lot of things, you know what I mean? But I'll see lights. The like, split, I'll just see, okay, yeah. Real. And, you usually, the you and usually, I see it when I'm working with a, a a patient and I feel like they say something that I feel that's important. Like, the, or, or I'll see it over their body where it's like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, I got to focus on that or something like that. And usually it's always a blue light or a green light. But man, like the whole time, I was seeing white lights over you, Leo. The whole time. Even to a point where like, I don't even see auras, but I can see, I still see it. Like this thing over you, but at one point it was going like this. Like it was clear, it wasn't like colored, but it was going like this.
2: I, I don't know what was happening, but the first hour of this, and I was glad you were talking and asking. The yeah, question. yeah, so you weren't I, talking. I'm I so sorry. I'm like, no, I'm going like this. I'm like dizzy. I can't. I can't even follow the conversation. Well, I put magic I
1: mushrooms in the in the sausage. I going to have it then.
2: <laughs> Give me the recipe. Um, I I don't know what was happening with me, um, and that's why i was saying it was that on the first half when the, when the, when the, when, the, when you were channeling because. I was really messed up. I, I couldn't function. I couldn't think. I couldn't even form a sentence. I feel like Joe Biden. Um, <laughs> oh, now I know what it's like to be him.
3: But I, I was
2: like, excuse my language, but I was fucked up for all life. Like, I was like, well, okay, Leo, you're all right. The energy is, something is going on. Maybe it's the food. I don't know. But I, um, I'm just going to sit here and please God, let just Powell just take it away because, like, if you look at me, I'm gonna go. Ah, bah, 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 bah. I, 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 don't know what happened.
1: Yeah, you don't. I, our, I don't even know what that. If was. Joe Biden's on the news later tonight and he's like, I don't know how to explain it. But I was at this dinner with these people. <laughs> 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 well, I've always they always
0: show me that you know I think if anything they're trying to get you to have more confidence in yourself because you have uh, you know you have beautiful beings and tons of wisdom but that's your choice always to do stuff what i found that was interesting is that your lights kept flickering back and forth not the same when you have many around here and they kept moving you know and it mm-hmm. just as when things were being said and it just flickered and it was pretty cool but lots of also lots of lights around everybody. You know, you had Archangel Michael on your side all the time. It was very cool. That's so
1: funny that you said that. Because mm-hmm. when I was chanting what they were saying about Nutella, mm-hmm. that's what they said Archangel Michael is with you all the time. That's yes. exact the words. There. And they said, yeah. and Archangel Raphael is within you all the yeah. time. Yeah. But yeah, I, I don't know. It was interesting, Leo. And you know, I was wondering, and obviously, I'm not saying something bad about you. Mm-hmm. I wonder, like, is it hard? Because because you have someone that's very talented in this realm that's your wife, mm-hmm. right? So it can kind of be tough because you kind of like... Kind of like how I was talking about with the cooking, right? Like, I'm like, sorry, guys, if it didn't come out good because I never need to do it because my wife is great at it. So I, I just place it on her. That's, but yeah. then when I do it, I really enjoy doing it. Like, I was like, I really liked it. Sorry that's um, I really enjoyed doing it, but I just don't give myself. And then I was thinking, like, why don't I cook for Layla? Like, Layla would enjoy to have the polenta, or you know what I mean. Yeah. And then I was thinking, like, what if Simona asked you a question? Because <laughs> I felt something was going on with you. That's all I know. I don't know what it was. I I've I've been told a lot of things. I was told
2: that, and I think Simone actually reiterated that too. Is that I have. The ability to hold a lot of energy in my body and one of my friends told me he says because that you're able to hold the energy for 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 guys or angels to come in and you can hold a space for everybody <clears throat> sort of like the he, he he uh used the analogy of like I'm like a a, a big broadcast uh, antenna that I can broadcast energy, or or or, or I don't know. Um, and I've been told many times that like I'm a great healer, and I know that when I work on people, my hands get red hot. And but I, unlike like Simone or maybe yourself, I don't know what's going on. I don't I don't get the guidance like oh this is what's wrong with this person. I just know that. I can work on people and they like, my God, Leo, that was amazing. And I'm like, really? Because all, to me, all I did was put my hands on you. Right. I don't even know what's going yeah, on. It, I don't
1: have any, I, I can't communicate. I think all healers are different, <clears throat> right? Because I always wanted that. But I realized I'm not that type of healer. At least I don't think I am. Because I noticed most people that come to me and, and when they come back, it was never something that I did that healed them. It was always something that I said, and it's always something that I don't never remember. But it's almost like I said something Mm -hmm. that just, they clicked and then they start getting better. And I noticed that for myself, I know my voice is really important. Like I I know it, that it's my voice. And it's funny, because I have thyroid issues. Like I always have issues in this area, right? Like I always have sore throats, I always like, but I also know this is the thing. So I'm wondering, yeah. like, maybe you don't need to know. Maybe you just need to do it. Can you see anything now? Because I'm getting dizzy again. No, yeah, I did when when you said about the big antenna. I saw again all these lights flash around you. So I'm getting dizzy all over again.
0: So, so the interesting thing is that yes, you are meant to speak to people, yeah. and that's the change is supposed to come. And you are meant to channel, like I've told you many times, and to let go of. You know, you're... How, how convenient... Sometimes we, have, we hear things about ourselves that we hold on to because it conveniently fits what we prefer we feel safe to hide behind. Mm-hmm. And you've been hiding behind that antenna and I don't feel anything and I don't know what's going on for a long time. And you have an opportunity or at least you, whenever you're ready, you can let go of that and maybe embrace and have the reality that you wish to have and to Mm -hmm. be the healer that you wish to have without judging that as being a negative. So what? You don't know what's going on. Do you have to know? Because if you have to know, then it's because of you.
2: Only in the sense that I I feel some kind of direction or or I'm able to monitor what's going on. But what
0: if you don't need that?
2: then how do I know it's not in my head or my ego saying, oh, Leo, you're, you're, you're good, you could do this, you could do this.
0: But your or ego, you're healed you know,
2: but and, you're, not, and not know what the hell I'm doing.
0: But your ego you is know? driving you to question yourself that right. way because you don't have that certainty, as I was saying earlier. And because without that certainty, you don't feel confident in yourself that you actually mm-hmm. already are doing what you're supposed to do. And because you question yourself, you close you off, yourself off to what you could be doing. And it's like like anything, if we don't take that first step and trusting without knowing, we have to trust, like the blind leap of faith that, you know what, I'm just going to do it because I trust what I know about myself. And once you take that step, then they'll show you the next step. But if you're not willing to take that leap of faith, they can't show you the next step that you have to take that. The next leap of faith is one leap of faith after the next leap of faith. That's all it is. You want to grow your ability Or you want to really embody who you're going to become One leap of faith You're about to take one and I know,
1: Simona I, I agree yeah. with what you're saying But where, I'm, where I feel Leo's pain Is that I understand to take that like, like I've taken those leaps of faith Before in life, right? Whether it was to move to Italy Move back from Italy Go to acupuncture school Go approach Layla Like you know there was things where it's like I don't know what I'm doing, but I know I'm supposed to do it. But then there's some times where it's like, you don't even know what that leap of faith is. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just like, I know I'm supposed to take a leap, but I don't even know where. You know what I mean? Like And and, and, like, I don't know what that leap is supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And you're sitting there and then you have this feeling like it's almost like a, not an anxious feeling, but you feel it. Like you feel life is telling you again, like, okay, it's time for the next place. And you're sitting there and you're like, okay, all right. And because usually it comes with a feeling, right? And you just do it. Um, But sometimes I know, like, at least for me in these past few years, it's like, and maybe it was just that. It's the bubbling up. Like it's coming, you're approaching, you know Indiana Jones where he steps and there's nothing there, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's like that. It's, you know, the leap of faith. Right? Yeah, the big leap the of faith. trust that you're not gonna fall. I feel like, well maybe, maybe it's just I didn't make it up to that clip, cliff yet, but I was just walking up to it. And I know I'm gonna walk up to it. Right. But the whole time I'm like, well, where is it? Where is it? So I, I don't know. And then when you do make
2: that leap of faith, you know, you say to yourself, well, is that what I'm supposed to do? Or is that what I want to do? And I'm talking myself into thinking, yeah, that's my leap of faith,
3: and well, then you, you fail. Know, you
1: know what the th- what I f- found, Leo, at least for myself, is that I don't think it, it, there's a difference. I don't think there's a huge difference. Because if I sit there and I say like, like for, for instance, tomorrow I gotta go and have this hard conversation with my boss, right? And I can say, why am I stuck on this opinion of what I'm gonna do? Is it my ego? Or is it because that's what I'm supposed, like I feel deeply in my soul, like the inside, that's what I'm supposed to do? You know how I know it's the right thing? Is because when I sit there and I just close my eyes and feel where it's coming from, it's not coming from my head. And I know the difference. Like I practice enough things to feel where I feel things in my body. That's one thing I'm, I, I know I'm pretty good at. And, every t- and I check with myself and I don't. I always feel it's in here. So I know I'm going to do it. But I just don't know what the hell that's going to break. You know what I mean? And it's different because up until now, anytime those decisions came, I, I was alone. Right? Mm-hmm. Because after I got married with Layla, those things kind of stopped. And it's like, okay, now I found this comfort, comfortable, comfortable, comfortability. Comfort in, zone. Yeah, comfort zone. Like I, I started raising a family. You know, I'm doing this stuff. But now it's like, now I'm going to have to take this another leap. But now it's like I'm taking a leap and I support a family. A and risk, and then that, a yeah, risk, that, br- that brings me a lot of, uh, of fear. But it's like, well, I got to do it anyway. I, I, I got to do it anyway. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because what's also I, that I feel, and I'm, I'm talking to myself to kind of relate to you, not to talk about myself, is that feeling of like going back to the kid in, in Africa. Um, what was I going to say about that? Is that like my my life? The design of my life is 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 different. Like again, saying like when I was u- that's right because I was using that kid as a, like I don't have the same sufferings as this kid, but I but I do have sufferings. They're just different, right? And and um and I guess like if we say what's worse and everything else, it's all it's all subjective, right? But at the same time, they're my own. But I can look if I look at the tra- the trajectory trajectory of my life it always is that it always ends up working out right and and i feel like it always works out every time i follow that feeling and that's all i'm going on you know what i mean Yeah. Man. but if i end up asking you for some money later on <laughs> can <laughs> i count on you no so it's not joking oh. but so i i guess like the, and i guess but but no but so i guess that's kind of where you're at too you know what i mean
2: Yeah, there was uh, an experience that I went through, and and that kind of uh, stopped me in my tracks. And I know Simona's gift, and I know it's real, and I know it's amazing. Everybody loves her. And if anything, I'd rather spend all my energy, you know, supporting her in every way. I'm not saying I'm not looking to pursue what you guys were talking about earlier, you know, about that I have gifts and whatever. I'm still open to that. But uh, a few years ago, and I already moved out here to PA. um, I had uh, two meetup groups. Uh, One of them was about angels and healing. And I actually channeled a couple of times. And I'm more... I guess something similar to how she does it. I don't hear the voices. What I did get was like information, and I would just repeat it. And that, and the information came in like in a sentence or maybe a small paragraph, and I would just blurt it out, and then another one, and I just kept doing it that way. So I decided to go all out. I said, okay, I'm going to have, I'm going to hook up, a set a schedule. Are you familiar with Reader's Rocks? Was it Reader's? Reader's Rocks? Rena. Reader.
1: Reader. Oh, Rena's Rocks in uh, Pusha. So, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. And I'm going to I'm gonna challenge the angels. So I'm going to go all out. Oh, you're going to do it? I was going to do it. Oh, right. okay. How long ago was that? Sort of like what we were just talking about, that leap of faith. And you know, here I am, Indiana Jones, you know, and I'm going to step out, hope, uh, trusting that they're going to hold me and I'm not going to make an idiot out of myself in front of everybody. Did you do it? I did. Oh. Huh. But I failed miserably. <laughs> so... When I do that, I get very psychic in a sense. And there there had to be about 40, 50 people. About 40?
1: Oh, you were there, Simona?
2: No, you weren't there.
0: I don't think I was.
1: All right. And... uh, So were there other people or was it just like they came out to
2: see you? They came out to see me. And I'm sitting there and everyone's facing me. And I, and I, and I get stage fright. But right. I, 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 I push myself through it. And I started to get information. And then I can feel this person judging me. And I can hear people. Maybe 20, 30 feet. Because the store is long and narrow. So not everybody was like this. And it was just like rows and rows. Yeah. And people were sitting back there. I can, <coughs> I can hear their thoughts some people were tuning me out they just started talking to each other like I was boring and I kept going in and out in and out in and out and at the end I was like wow I really messed up I it, it, I'm, I'm probably a joke in, in everybody's eyes because I didn't I didn't really do anything special and you know I don't Yeah, think... what are you gonna do but then I know just, but, it was but, your first time but I just gave up and I says you know what she's the real thing, let her do it, you know, let me just step, step down or step aside. And, I mean,
1: but like any, I, th- I feel like it's, it's also a skill, right? So I also feel like, like you, you listen to any comedian or any musician yeah. or anybody talk about their craft, they all got booed off stage, you know what I mean? And in fact, go on YouTube and type my name in. There's two videos of me on YouTube. And I've talked several times. I've talked at Circle Miracles many times. I've talked there many times. My worst two talks are the only ones on freaking YouTube. You know what I mean? So, and I, I asked them to take it down. And they said, yeah, and they never did. And they're still up there. I mean, I guess yeah. they're up there for a reason, but... <laughs> I don't but, see, know. but what really got me wasn't so
2: much that you know, on the surface, you know, oh, okay, Leo, you're a failure, or you know, you're, you know, you're pretending to be a, a channeler or whatever. Yeah. It was the felt the way I felt of being betrayed. Betrayed by what? The angels, like you know, like come on guys, you couldn't force your way in. You couldn't just like Leo, just step aside and we'll just do, we'll, do, we'll help you, we'll take control, or you know, don't worry about it, we'll, we 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 got your back, kind of thing. So I felt betrayed and abandoned. And that sense has, you know, it was hard for me to let go of that. And I said, I I don't ever want to put myself in that position again. You know, so that's why I just never did it.
1: I think we got to put you in that position again. (laughs) I don't know if I will.
0: You know what's the hardest leap of faith, as much as, you know, which goes against what you guys were saying? It's actually changing your perception. It's not about going with the feeling. If you're going with the feeling, you're already following your intuition, so you're not necessarily changing your perception. Changing your perception meaning that you have to change your thoughts and your way of thinking, the way you perceive a reality. If a reality is perceived in a way that it creates a convenient environment so that I don't have to feel challenged in my limitation and what I perceive my limitations are, and I'll never have to change. That is the one thing, the main thing that stops most people into taking the leap of faith. The hardest leap of faith is to change how you feel about yourself. And about your mistakes, your faults, your, you know, that's for everybody. That's the biggest struggles. It's not blindly making a decision because we are going to just, you know, dive into this thing without even knowing what's going to happen. It's doing something against everything you believed about yourself all along. Is to trying something in a different way for once instead of repeating the same story over and over and over again whenever a situation similar appears in front of you over and over again. Because the only thing you're doing, you're recreating the sameness that you're trying to evade yourself from, to escape from. That is the biggest and hardest leap of faith. And until we're willing to make that leap of faith and dare ourselves to do something against all the fears that we feel, all the inadequacy that we feel about ourselves, and then we'll just create the same. We'll just stay exactly where we're at. That's the leap of faith. That's the hardest thing to do for most. Can I smack you later? I'm sure you will. Yes, you will. Thank you, ma'am. As long as it's not Frank. <laughs> <laughs> so, and you know, even for me, actually, I don't think that I don't have any doubts. I have doubts about myself all the time. Um, like I do, I paint, uh, I create many things, but I leave them there because I'm my. Worst critic, and I tend to analyze and overanalyze and think about it and question myself and not really give myself any credit when it comes down to painting because because I don't have any as a feedback, you know. Similar to you as a channeler, you you got a negative feedback. Although I think that a lot of what you felt and perceived were were more from your subconscious fears than the actual reality of the place, but. Um, The one thing that I know and that I remind myself of is that any time I did something without worrying about what it was or what it was meant for or where I was just having fun, I created the best stuff that I've ever done. And it's like it never fails. Just let go of whatever you're thinking, doing it because you're having fun, because you like to try, because you're experimenting, because you are... Who cares? It doesn't have to be for anybody's pleasure. It has to be for your own and that's usually the best way because then you get to see and perceive a different world and even a different version of yourself and especially you get to be in a place where you get to see yourself through the eyes of someone else's if you are going in front of people you're doing something and you perceive a negative feedback is most often because you're already going there with the negative negative feedback about yourself you already you're already uh, engaging other people with that uncertainty of fear and every time that I've engaged people with uncertainty of fear all I've gotten back is uncertainty of fear so they mirror those those that energetic frequency immediately and I immediately snap out of it I, I know already that I just can't do that I might just be in there be goofy and do something whatever start with whichever way and even if I make a misstep it's okay because it doesn't matter it's not about my mistakes And it's it's about having fun and engaging. It's not easy. We all have them. -hmm. And you you'll get there. All right. Anything you guys want to add to it? No.
1: No, I think I'm good. uh, Anything? That was wonderful.
0: I like it? Was. it was. Would wonderful. you listen to it? Yes, I would,
4: because it's stuff that's interesting to me. That I mm. thought that was wonderful. All right, I'm so.
1: just interested to hear Simona's voice if it picked up well on the mic.
0: I hope so too. So oh. we're gonna say goodbye oh. to everybody, yeah. right, So this was Simona Manenti and
1: Oh Paolo Prepato: Oh,
2: Christina
4: Provato.
2: Leo Di Stefano.
0: And we are we invite everybody to send in questions and uh, to stay tuned for the next podcast. Take care. Bye.